Hey, Here we so are. Red vines. You know, I don't like red vines. I don't. Are those the original? No. Yeah, but if you had to choose between Twizzlers and red vines, I'm never going to go with red vines. They don't even taste right. How about Sour Punch? Sour Patch. It's a Sour Punch. They look like... Oh, that's like a knockoff. They look like... Yeah, it's Yeah, it's not... It's like... It's like this soda I'm drinking. Culture Pop Soda. Yes. Basil and Lime. Probiotic? Yes. Yeah. Soda. Fizzy and gutsy. So you... It, it, I've been eat, reading it. You don't have to eat yogurt anymore. Soda you can feel good about. Excellent. I never really had a relationship with soda. Is it a natural soda? Made with real organic spices, organic fruit juices, and live probiotics. There's and something it, alive in my soda. Is it actually uh, naturally carbonated? Does it say anything about that? Carbonated filtered water. Okay. That could be real. Is your show starting? Yes. Excellent. So this Gutsy. is like... You're starting the show as if you're a fly on the wall listening yes, to our this, stupid talk. This is our stupid talk. Today is in the coffee shop at February twenty first, two thousand twenty two. Candlewood Coffee. Candlewood right? Coffee in Fairfield. In Fairfield, Connecticut. Candlewood Market. But we're having people have been asking why isn't there more shows lately? Because Jerry's goddamn busy. That's why. Uh, He's doing a Star Girl book. Yes, that's they almost just announced done. It. They actually did. Oh, they finally it the other day. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, then there goes the NDA. <laughs> when does it come out? I think it's going to be solicited in the next June? previews. So that'll be... Which is weird that I'm... They gave me a deadline Wait, I just got March. the previews. I dropped my order off. So you mean the next previews? The new one that comes out like next week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not in last month. No, I just, I just put my orders in. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm so on, I, I just finished page 32. I'm out starting of 38. 33. It's a, yeah, 38, 38. So you got six more to go. Yeah. What are you doing? A page a day? No. Like... Half a page My a day? My goal is four pages a week. Oh, Pencils so... And yeah. But I'm hitting three... Did you used points. to be able to do more pages when you were younger? Is it yeah, like a Viagra different. thing? Yeah, no. No, I'm serious. Did you, did you used to crank them out back then? You were a younger man. It's also that when you're on a monthly deadline... Monthly. You have... It's the like the muscles are all oiled. Your muscles are all oiled and, and ready to go. Mm. When you're not... And you're jumping on and off. You really yeah. have that. It's like a startup time no, to I get hear you. back to speed. When did you start? I started in January, December. December. Yeah, like around Christmas. Oh. <clears throat> the whole kit and caboodle, the cover too. No, they didn't offer me a cover. What the hell? I know. Right? They'll probably have somebody like inappropriate. To I was going to say you're doing the guts of the whole thing. I know. It feels like, and I kept thinking like, maybe wow, I bet you they're skipping me over on the cover. Peach mimosa. You'd think they would give me a variant on my yeah. own book. Maybe they will. It's not too late. No, they're still No, when does it come out? No, like Presumably when it would be May, I would think. Oh, I was going to say, so I mean, if it was Terrificon, I would say, Jerry, could you do one for the show yeah. that we could sell exclusively at the show? Why don't you ask them if they... I could, but that would be, to be too much. You don't you have to do like a lot? Yeah. Well, you then know, you'd have people... to get James Robinson and we could both sign it. Oh, that'd be nice. I don't know if he does shows. Could have asked. He wrote it, and he works on the Star Girl show. He's like the story editor. And I, you know, I can't say right now, but if people are listening to this soon, hopefully, I'll have some Star Girl news. If you're into that, here's the deal, though. I was talking to Sharon, my wife, today, and we She's were only t- your wife today, though. Today only. Well, the way days <laughs> go, some days I wonder. She says that too, so it's not just me. 
because people don't know, I was having this conversation, when you left to go to the bathroom, you were there for a while, I was answering Trificon emails at the table, okay. and somebody was saying, can you get a particular Spider-Man writer, and I said, I, I spoke to him, this is a different one than the one I told you, and he said, I don't know if I'm coming out yet, uh, I'm, I've already been asked by another show, yeah. and there's some exclusive agreements with other shows between, like, Radius... Like how many miles they could do it. Right. People don't understand this. Right. Like so exclusive, I, I, exclusive areas. area. Yeah. Right. Like a rock concert. When you're a kid, you could go see like Bruce Springsteen, but Bruce Springsteen will not play in Hartford and then play in Boston yeah. because the markets are so close together. Right. You cannibalize that market. So what he would do is he'd play it then, and then he'd come back six months later and play the other town. Right. They just don't want to make. They don't want to. What's the word? Well, they don't want to oversaturate. They don't want to right? Because yeah. it's going right. to. then he's playing empty houses. Yeah. Same thing with conventions. I'm assuming this. You could tell me better than this. I don't know because I still have troubles with the logic of this. You don't want to have Jerry Ordway at Mitch Halleck's show and then have Jerry Ordway a month later up the road 100 miles away because that's really going to bring the Jerry Ordway fans out of the woodwork. See, I don't, I don't I honestly, and I swear to God, I don't buy it either. No, I don't. I think if you really want to go see Jerry, you'll go see him at both places. Or I mean, that, would, that wouldn't... You're not the only guest there, no right. offense. There's other say. people. That would, it would only work like if you were doing store appearances in, a, in an area. You could do store appearances yeah. in towns yeah. like 10 miles apart. Yeah. It's they still going to be valid. That. Yeah. It's not like, uh, so it's a weird, It's. I think it's more about just keeping talent away from other shows. Show. Yeah. Which, again, I told you this earlier. But, if you were whatever show it is. Yeah. I mean, I know you had issues with other shows yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. but if. If you're a show and you want somebody to be exclusive to your area... You should compensate them. And you say, okay, we're going to give you money. Yeah, that's so what I'm you saying. you don't do yeah. these other shows. But right, but they don't do that. that. They no, just they don't. It, they're no. slipping it into some kind of contract. Correct. Or even in a verbal thing. Like, yes. oh, if you're doing that, I can't you let can't you have, do it. Yeah, I've had, I've had people in my show... It's not worth it. ...find out that once other shows found out they were doing my show, they were uninvited to those other shows. It seems kind of juvenile. I mean, no offense to some of the people that they've done this to are it's not... Petty. From a creative point of view, it's petty because if you're doing shows, yeah, and you have a good show that's hundred miles from another good show, yeah, that's money you're losing if you don't and go. A lot of these creators, there's not a total crossover. No, 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 like, no, no. The other thing is, a lot of these creators aren't current. Not, not to say you, you're not on a monthly book, right? A lot of these guys haven't been on monthly books in decades. Yeah. So you're depriving them of their income. So a yeah. lot of them make money by signing autographs, doing commissions. Right, right. So if they can't do my show and then the show the week after, I mean, that's kind of money out of that guy's pocket. Yeah, but that's what that's I said. That's not really it's like, fair. It's not fair unless you're going to compensate somebody. Right. Like if you said, I can't do you know, a Hartford show, yeah. if I do your show, I would say, well, how much am I going to make in Hartford and how much are you going to pay yeah. me not to go? It should be up to you to decide. Yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be slipped in. I mean, it's. I think it's kind of different if you're, you know, a star on The Walking Dead or something no, no, like no, that. No, where no, it's I like, get well, it. if you're a big draw, yeah, you're going to be the, a destination thing. Then it could be an issue, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be oversaturated. No, I hear you. Because <clears throat> then no. you, you also have to make money back if, as a show promoter if for whatever you're paying them. You don't want to diminish their returns, so right. to speak. Yeah, it's if, if they have a. But if they're not paying well, you to go different. to a show, if they're just giving you a hotel or yeah. something, that's yeah. really not an equal opportunity or equal. Like there's um, there's a thing called a guarantee. Some of the actors have a guarantee. Right. Again, people don't understand this. I've had people that work for me 
that actually say to me, oh, I thought they came in on their own dime. I yeah. go, excuse me? Yeah. He thought they paid for their own flight, their own hotel, right. just to hang out with John Q. Public. Right. Nobody's doing that. Very yeah. few people do that. <laughs> That's asking a lot. I mean, honestly, think what you're asking. You're asking somebody to pick up their weekend, yeah, no, you're... travel across the country to go give up their three or four days. Yeah. But the same is true, like, if you're a comic person. That's what I'm talking about. You're taking you away from your... If you have a deadline, yeah. or it may be just that you're working Monday to Friday and you want to cut your grass on the weekend, yeah. or you want to go to a party or whatever, you're giving up free time yeah. to do a show. So, you know, you, you need to make money. You do. Or so. you want to, you know, make your show worthwhile, yeah. Yeah. you know. But this is not how it used to be in the 80s. You said that corporate, like, DC would fund... They would send a whole bunch of like freelancers yeah. out there, right? So they yeah, pay I, for their hotel and travel. And all that. I don't think I never. I I'm, think I was mostly comp to go to yeah. San Diego cons. Yeah, they would pay for your flight. They put you up in a hotel, mm-hmm. and then you paid for your meals or whatever. Yeah. So you would show up at a sh- at like San Diego, and you would get a schedule of when you were supposed to appear at the DC booth. All three days, yeah, you would have a timing. Sometimes but it was part of your day. You were working for the company. Yeah, yeah, you're promoting your um, product. But then in between, you could go to Artist Alley and do sketches or sign books. You know, it wasn't like you were there. Oh my God, I got to make back five thousand bucks yeah, in travel yeah, expenses. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. But they stopped doing that in the nineties. Yeah, it was it was during the image time. Oh, they started okay. sending only staff. You know, they send right. assistant editors and editors. Well, maybe that's why people got this perception. Because when I was a kid, I remember going to, like, science fiction conventions. And you would meet, like, Leonard Nimoy. But you wouldn't pay extra. Right. You would buy a ticket to go into that show. Right. And then you'd get in line. He was and a guest of the he show. He was a guest yeah. of the show. And then you'd take a photo with him. Maybe they were giving him an appearance fee. Yeah. Which I'm sure they were. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll give you five well, grand. They probably paid him something for yeah. his weekend or whatever. Yeah. But uh, when did it start getting crazy and stuff? When did the well, it big crazy numbers, when people 90s? started selling stuff on eBay. eBay? Is that what it did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but once eBay showed up, it, it, it was like an autograph craze. So even movie people who would normally sign... For free. For free, we're suddenly being like, okay, come out of a... Jack Nicholson comes out of a bar or restaurant, yeah, yeah. and there's a guy who spots him, With like 30 and he's things. got a trunk yeah. full yeah. of, no, of, I've seen that. of yeah. movie stills. Yeah. He pulls them out and tries to get him to sign 10 of them. And then he goes on eBay. And yeah. they're monetary for the guy. Yeah. It's his time to yeah. wait for somebody. But you could see at the same time, like if you're signing stuff, you don't want to see it go up on eBay right away. No, no. Now it's different. You expect it. It's a transactional thing in the yeah. past it was a fan you know oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, fan yeah, 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 yeah. no like you get a, you get wise to it don't you i mean when somebody wants this one if a guy comes up to you wants one book signed yeah that's a fan well, if a guy comes up to you and wants 100 books signed right. you're they like got, they, well, come, they show up with 10 copies of something you think yeah. well he you, must really you have like nine that friends? yeah yeah i mean it, it's not unreasonable if somebody could have something have signed have you ever turned away somebody and said no no I've done... Um, Have you charged them if they want you to sign 10 of one book? I you... didn't use to, no. I just started charging when Neil Adams made the LG, case for yeah. I mean, he made a good I case. I was watching you, yeah. yeah. He's like, why should they pay a guy that was on Star Trek $30 for his autograph and yeah. you don't get a dime? I saw it. I, his, I watched said, it. You, yeah. is your time worth, worth something? Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, yeah. then, you know, they're expecting something for free and they're willing to pay $25 to somebody else for it. I mean, it was it, it made sense, you yeah. know? And again, but it changed when eBay and the you know secondary market showed up. It changed it from being did a fan interaction your, yeah. to a, a monetary. Did interaction. that stop you from doing free sketches too? I stopped doing the free sketches 
when they go up after, on eBay. And it was your show. Really? Yeah, it was the earlier terrific, Bridgeport or before it's oh, terrific Tr- Trumbull. And yeah, the Trumbull. I remember going to Trumbull, and I was um, I'd gotten sick, some kind of respiratory thing on an airplane. I remember back that. From San yeah, Diego. you were coming back. Yeah, it was 2013. Yeah, yep. I was at your show. I was feeling like very woozy. Yeah. And I did so much sketching, and the, the problem with it is, and again, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I used to yeah, do yeah. like a headshot, but then people were like. It's can like instead this, of dealer's choice, that? it was yeah. certainly, oh, can you do Hawkman or can yeah, you do yeah. Blackhawk or can you do something that's not in your, you know, automatic wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so exhausted at also being sick and I go home and I got nothing to show for it. I yeah. have to take my kid to have a, a meal on my dime and it's like, you know, it just felt like it feels no, better when you. you leave a show and you got a little pocket money because you feel like, okay, I can go eat. I'm not going to think, oh, I'm going in the hole on this, you know. But that was back in the day when I was doing one-day shows. I now feed you people. I do multiple yeah. days. I bring no, I mean, you lunch and the, we have a yeah, green room. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. in the other... in the other in, No, but go back to places, the free sketches. Not you, so. either. I, no. I did this with uh, the New York show that was at the um, Pennsylvania Station, that um, Barbo. Oh, Mar- oh, yeah. I did those, yeah. like, I think I did it twice. Yeah. And both times, I was just so swamped. Right. And... There was no thank you. There was no, no nothing. It was hey, expected, you know, yeah. yeah, you show up and you work really hard for somebody's show. At the very least, someone can say, "Hey, thanks hey, for coming." A sandwich or a, yeah. a meal or some money. I mean, that was what There's struck me gas in that that year. The Justice League came out when when we were waiting in line to get the. Uh, I think it was Gal Gadot's yes, autograph yes, that you paid Calvary. for. Yeah. Um, and while we're waiting, we saw Garrett. Uh, Seamus, yeah, yeah Stephen, yeah, the Seamus brothers, the Seamus who had put the show on, yes, and they said, Jerry, oh. so thank, thank you so thank much you for, for coming. coming to the yeah, show, right? And it was like, wow, that's the first time yeah. that I've gotten a thank you besides knowing you, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, from anybody I you else, a, a free coupon nothing, for some pizza, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little stuff like really, that. even New York. No, Mike Negan comes by and says hello. No, I never got a thank you from New York. Baloney, really. I know Mike Negan. Yeah, so I've do I. I've never gotten a personal thank you. Hey, thanks for coming to the show. It's always been jumping through Wait the a rings second. of so hell. So you would get a letters like, "Here's your pass for." You'd have to go through a survey. That's right. You for had them to, fill to out even the give you the right. Yeah, they give you the uh, the go the ahead to pay forty yeah. bucks for yeah. a, a three day pass. And then you didn't get a table. That was another thing. Remember that you had to start buying your own tables. You had to pay more for a table. That's crazy. I mean, they they were. You know, again, you're you're giving your time, and it's one thing if you go to a show. Like a lot of people go to shows, and it's like, okay, this is my income now. Yeah, I don't go to shows for my income. No, you don't. You know what no. I mean? But I do know some people. So that I do. understand that if you do, and it's a good show, like yeah. New York, you go, okay, there's money in New York. Yeah, I'm going to make money there. It's worth me spending money to go, mm-hmm. even if I'm unappreciated by everybody. Yeah, but I'm still going to walk away yeah. with a nice payday. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's it's a definitely a transactional thing that didn't used to be. It felt always it felt more fan oriented in the old days. If, if you see a drawing that you did for like say hundred bucks, and somebody's on eBay charging two hundred, does that piss you off? Or it's like whatever the market will bear. I don't care. If some fan wants to pay two hundred for a Jerry Orr, two hundred, I would have charged two hundred. Yeah, you know. I don't, Do you think I don't the guy is cheating that. that person? Like, oh. Or he's no. just making a buck. They don't have to buy it. That's yeah, what I would say. No one's forcing anybody. They can put whatever price they want on yeah. it. The thing that's annoying 
more than that is stuff when you do stuff for free and you see it. You see it up there. You yeah. know, I used to always try to sign somebody's name on. Yeah, I But then people that. would be like, "Oh no, I just want it signed." Yeah, that's always and a little like, awkward. Well, it becomes more portable if it's just yeah. signed. I search eBay constantly for things autographed to Mitch. <laughs> so make it not look so bad. Well, Mike Carlin I'm used to do kidding. this. No, so Mike Carlin used to do that with comedians. Oh, really? He would because Mike is a fairly common name. Yeah, it he is. built a whole wall of framed comedian <laughs> photographs to Mike, and that he never met any. No, no, that's funny. Yeah, that's a little he just warped. thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. But, wow, you meant that it never did. No, yeah, it's like, it says to Mike. I know. Wow, Charlie Chaplin. Wow. I wish my name was like John, or that would be easier to John. Maybe J O N. <laughs> anyway, no, I was just curious. And I don't mean to be a downer about it, but it's the business side of it that I try to be nice and explain to people there's a reason why I can't get Gal Gadot and all these people. I'd love to have them. I just don't have the bank account yeah. for that. You know, I'm not trying to justify it. But. Well, it's, it's, it's basically you're, you're, you're forced to do a big gamble. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you want to mortgage your house? To bring some gigantic yeah. name. No, I've thought about it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's is it worth it's it? It's splashy, yeah. but it's not necessarily like the easy choice. It'd yeah. be like if it was, you'd be a house flipper. Yeah, you know yeah, what I, mean? I would. There's other businesses I could be in that would if make you're money a gambler. quicker. Yeah. So it's a it's there's a gamble aspect, and mm-hmm. it's also I used to tell I think I told you this the, when you had um, at the New York at the Bridgeport show yes when you had Neil, Neil Adams I did I said, have it okay, it was a big deal yes you got Neil Adams now you got a show yeah you know like yeah, he the, bl- it was like the Pope blessing in you. the 90s yeah. Stan Lee it was like well there's a show yeah. Stan yeah. Lee yeah. Yeah. it didn't matter that they were paying him big no, that bucks Neil Adams was, was there the it was like wow that, you're on the radar now yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a real show yeah I mean and, and that's a, the thing is that if you don't want to pay somebody to show up right that's fine but ultimately if you're a little show yeah. You gotta pay because that's gonna give you some credibility to have yeah. a name guest. Yeah. You know. And justify the cost. You're not gonna whack somebody at the door for thirty bucks and they and walk in right. there and, and they go, Hey, these are art school graduates. Right. You it's know. totally different if you're if you're you know, yeah. like putting together a show with forty people in Artist Alley, that's gonna cost you something even if you don't pay people, you're paying for hotels or you're paying for travel. Yep. It's still uh, but you're building something that is a value to a fan because mm-hmm. then they can bring multiple books of different things and get stuff signed by multiple people yeah. as opposed yeah, 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 to, yeah. oh, we've got two guys, you know, mm-hmm. what can we do? Well, Sharon, I was talking earlier about Sharon, i got to get off track. We were talking about the formula, and she said today the problem with me being the only one who picks the guests is because I am a 55-year-old person who tends to like only things that other 55-year-old people like. <laughs> and she goes, you know, you have to diversify to stay in business because if you don't it's your show you're, yeah but your law of diminishing returns you're just going to have your cranky 55 year old men and it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller and then you're not going to get the young kid who's like who's that old guy that's Jerry Ordway kids you know back in the 80s when was that 40 years ago oh my god that's half a century well not really that's before but. my dad was born well he's got a new star girl coming out Sonny so shut up back no, she said you really have to stay with the times and stay current. No, so I, I, I get younger. She goes, but besides comic book people, this is where we have the argument. Yeah. I go, I don't want to get different people from different... Well, people well, I see, like movie actors. If, I, uh, yeah, if but people can see how you're dressed right now. Yes. So, I have I mean, my Mitch comic book. has got this like, really hip kind of... He goes to a designer. Yeah, I do. Designer yeah, clothes, I so do. he looks like... I've tried he's dressed it. like an 18-year-old. I am dressed like an 18-year-old. But this is how I normally would dress anyway, though. <laughs> I have my jeans on. 
Me, I I'm, have my sneakers and I got a t-shirt. Me, and I wore a sweater. I'm classic. Cold, I'm classic Devo. I've got a you know classic, like a flower yeah. pot on my head and I got like a plastic. Am mask I a boomer? Baby face. Am I a boomer? Have I hit yeah. that thing? My son calls me. He goes, "Don't melt down, boomer." That's what my know. son I think will say. I'm at the end of the boomer. What's that other word they use for those trendy guys? That, Millennials. No, the guys that wear those little hats that try to like, uh, "Hey, daddy, oh," and he's uh, got like a bowling shirt on. What's the word? Boom. Kramer. No, is, a bo- <laughs> is it a boomer? I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Hipster. Well, hipster. Hipster. Yeah. yeah. Am I a hipster yet? The baby boom, I was at the end of it. I was in 66. I think the baby boom started post-war. Four. Yeah. So, 44, 45. So, maybe. what am I then? Gen X? Is that what the no, thing Gen is? No, Gen X would have been like, like 90s, What am I then? I think. The unborn? Yeah, you're the undead. Yeah, you're the uh, sixty-six. What Mark happened of the then? Beast. You're that whole group. Mark no, of I the believe beast. I, in a, I'm, I'm my generation X. I don't know. I don't think it's millennial. No, I'm not millennials. But I think the baby boom stuff I'm ended cranky. with the fifties. I believe. Yes, it did. It was the baby boom yeah. from World War Two. Right, right. Correct. Yeah, but I think that ended in the early sixties. No, I feel like it ended. At around 60. I'm just the children of the atom. You're <laughs> the children of the corn. <laughs> Freaking mutant. Anyway. No, I don't know. I don't know. Mitch Why am I supposed... What am I supposed to... Do? I remember, you I know, know so far... No, 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 no. Like when I went into the radio station... Wearing the skinny the jeans. Produ- when the I, skinny, skinny jeans. Skinny yeah, there ain't some skinny on this jacket. fat ass. When I went into the uh, radio station, the producer... Uh, well, those guys... No, the it. producer, Phil, says... I, Mitch has been here so long. I remember when he used to wear age-appropriate clothes, <laughs> and I thought that was hysterical. And then I looked. I go, "Wait a minute, am I trying to dress younger?" And then Sharon goes, "Do you? Your closet is just full of like forty T-shirts." I go, "Yeah, I have a funeral shirt, and, most of them and I have a wedding jacket. <laughs> no, and I have that. Yeah, I have my adult clothes to wear at funerals and weddings. You know, I have my dress plaid shirts." <laughs> You do. <laughs> no, she dresses up. She used to go to work. But no, going back to her, she said you need to get, like last year, we had one of the biggest crowds ever last year. And it, it was post, it was during COVID. I don't know if it's post COVID. It was in the lull of COVID between um, the between... regular one and before the Delta showed up. We were right in the sweet spot. So we had very few problems at all. And the thing of it is, I had soap opera people, I had wrestlers, I had. TV people. Well, you had, had younger Edmund. creators. You had I had younger. Cates I had Donny Cates, and I had. Uh, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, I had Joe Giella. He's like ninety four. Right. He was bringing in all. The he was bringing. Pre- the he pre-boomers. had long lines. He had yeah. a huge. He had lines just as long as um, Donny. You know. Well, somebody told me it was because it used to take so long right. to like sign his name. Stop minutes. it. No, somebody did say that. It does. He takes his time, and man. He has fine. a beautiful signature. Yeah. No, I'm not. But no, I'm like, just saying. Some of these guys scribble their name. I don't know if that's like having a seizure with a marker. Or is that their name? It's like a squiggle. It looks like Zorro was there. It's like, shh, shh, shh. is yeah. that a signature? I don't know. Some actors do that too. And I go, seriously, dude? Like, I'll tell you what. Lee Merriweather, Lou Frigno, Red Brown have some of the best signatures. Like penmanship. Like the old school. Like we had to go and learn how to use cursive. It's beautiful. You're like, they're like, two, Mitch, you know, thank you for having me. It's straight lines. It's perfect. Then you get the newer guys, yeah. and it's like, well, mine's it been, looks like tic-tac-toe. I always felt like if someone wanted my autograph You have that architect signature. But if somebody wanted my autograph, yeah. they should be able to read it. They should. I've seen some people that, I don't know what it says, but it is what it is. Hey, CGC will put a stamp on it. 
Yeah, that's, say Jerry Ordway signed well, and this. That, that's the other part of what changed about shows too is the the amount oh, the of certification. Books that are getting, people getting yeah they're yeah. getting them signed and witnessed and then slapped. Oh, that's huge at my yeah. show. Yeah, they're there all night. Those people, there are thousands of people. Well, it's it's the, I was telling you the newer thing now is to have the little remark, a little drawing yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, a new thing. Yeah. At a it's, at a certain point, it's someone's going to want you to just you know Put do a custom cover. You no, know. I'm going to expect blood, Jerry Ordway's yeah. blood drops on it. We could clone Jerry from this yeah. uh, Superman 87. We, we got this Daredevil drawing a hit no. that he did. No, 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 no. I don't know. It's changed a lot. So in, in the last 40 years, the convention business, has, has it gone bad or worse? Is it still fun? I don't think anything's bad or worse. I mean, it's whatever you bring to it. Yeah. If you don't want to be there, don't be there. Don't be there. Yeah. I've had people like that. I've said, I don't know why you showed up if you don't want to meet your fans. Why you I here? mean, it's tiring to be on that side of the table, but that's part of the Is game. it weird? I don't know how to describe it to people, but it is exhausting because I've been with you at shows. You wouldn't think that sitting down behind a table and just signing your name and meeting people is exhausting, but after... Ten well, hours to, or eight? You're tired as hell. Right, and you're smiling and talking you're smiling, to people. You're and pretending you're trying, to be nice. God no. To me, yeah, that's a struggle. But uh, no, it is. I, and I tell people that they go, "How could you be tired? What did you do all day?" I go, "It's hard to be on." Maybe that's it. You have to be on all day. But you have to be on, but you're also. I mean, you have to be engaged. Physically, you're sitting, which is not fun. No. You know, you're stuck looking up at. I people. see people stand. Some of the actors stand. Yeah. Like Rooker stands all the time. Well, then you need to get get me a standing height table to draw. Yeah, you got the cushion chair. Remember, remember. But I'm saying, like when you're sitting, you're yeah, basically yeah. the whole time you're sitting looking up. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's panels it are good. They break up the day a bit. It's like, oh, he's got a panel just to stretch the legs and but talk. But then you got to gotta rush back to your table. You do. Gotta, somebody's got to cover it. You know, someone's taking your money and stealing your stealing your money, your, your chair, yeah, that type of thing. But see, there's a whole other world. Like I said, I just want to didn't want to be downer. Just this no. is the stuff that I think about. Well, you know about what's funny? I think about, and I was thinking about this with um, uh, really when you think about time and you go, yeah. "Wow!" It's, yeah. I got into comics full time in February of '81. Okay. Oh wow! So last so year it's was 40, 40 years. Now yeah. it's 41, right? So it's only February now. So yeah. uh, okay. oh, it's 40. You're right. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. yeah. 41 years, wow. That's so, a I mean, lifetime. that's crazy. But I was thinking about, like, what conventions were like back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, it was the Chicago Com was the big one. And they would pay, if, you know, you were a guest, they would pay for your hotel. I would always I drive there. Hotel. But I'm saying, like, it was, there was a, you know, it was kind of like a compact. You were treated like the, royalty. No. <clears throat> but you got a table. Yeah. And they put you on panels. And you maybe contributed something to the program book. Yeah. Um. And you were part of a community. Yeah. You know, so it was fun. There was no actors. It was all comic people, right? They wouldn't bring... If there was an actor, it might be like Buster Crab was there. Chicago wouldn't do that. But Chicago, if they had a special guest, they would be... Like the the year that... Well, like, for example, in 1980, when I was doing the talent, I was part of the the talent search thing that Orlando, looking at my portfolio. Roy Thomas... Was a special guest and Boris Vallejo was a oh, special wow, guest. Oh wow, really, Boris? Yeah. So they paid them, probably nice. flew them in and, yeah. and whatever, probably paid all their meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So those were both, and that's what the con would do. They would spend their money on somebody, and I'm sure that Stan Lee probably had that same treatment when he yeah, yeah. showed up at these things. But it wasn't like you were going to spend money to get an actor because that happened at San Diego because 
it was California. Yeah, it was easier to get and people, right there. Like, yeah. oh, from Los Angeles They'd to California is either a drive or yeah. take the train. Yeah. And San Diego is a beautiful town. Yeah. So, you know, they probably didn't have to work too hard mm-hmm. to get people. Um, it's a different thing. Again, it wasn't as, it, it's, it becomes more transactional when you have to pay somebody a you know, $100,000 yeah. to oh, show yeah. up and oh, then yeah. try to figure out how you're going to make your money back. Yep, it does. You know? Yeah. But, but I, I've done, I've seen sketches that I've done. <clears throat> it's always amusing. Someone will post it on Facebook or somewhere. They'll say, hey, you did this for me in, in 1984 or something. Yeah. I can look at it and I go, yeah, I know that's me. But you don't remember this. But you don't, you don't have, well, you've back then you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to take a picture or anything. You know I mean? Mm. Now, at least with your phone, I, I take a picture of, of sketches that I do. So I have a record of it. Yeah. Back then you just did them. And then if you see them 20 years later, it's like, okay. You know what I didn't realize? I share, again, going back to Sharon, she said, uh, do you realize how many thousands of people you've had through the door in 10 years now? I go, what? And how many thousands of exhibitors you've had it doesn't seem like a lot but it is because think about it if you got a couple hundred tables every year yeah they're not you know, all the same people no they're, they rotate yeah, out but it's ro- been yeah. a lot of people over the years you but know that's what's part of building your reputation yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. and becoming a destination or yeah, whatever yeah if someone has to choose between you and something else mm. you know they have a track record associated with you so. you get that south what do they call in the record industry the sophomore slump you always want to outdo yourself. Like yeah. you have your first album that's a hit, yeah. and then this follow-up album, you're worried that it might not be as big a hit. So yeah. every so year, you always put some song with a children's choir. On I it do, yeah. Or, or so yeah, what happens? I, I have your a soft dumb albums. tank. Yeah, I have like dumb Starlin. You just like throw a ball at you know Thanos and you hit him in the head. Oh no! You know but that's the thing. Though. Actually, you know? it's funny. I was this is this is what? something I was thinking about. San Diego Con. Yeah. Um, DC sent me. On their dime. I think the first time was in 84. Yeah. I think it was 84. It could have been 85, but I think it was 84. But I remember this very specifically that year that Crisis came out. Yeah. And I had been working on it. I'm pretty sure... Yeah. So it was 85 at, mm. at the DC... Booth. So it was Marvin George there? Yeah. Yeah. And we would do... Not always at the same time. They would always rotate on the... To have... You know, like you'd do an hour... Or whatever, and then they would somebody else would come in. Yeah, and uh, I remember the one year in '85, there was there were two specific fans who were scary. Scary. They were really mad. Oh, you know. And, oh, because they didn't like the crisis story. Well, they were extremely mad that they that Supergirl was killed. Oh yeah. Because it was like somehow I think it must have come out like within a month or so of the show yeah was it issue seven or something yeah yeah seven yeah six is flash die seven yeah. is supergirl so so that came out and and it was funny because marv was signing <laughs> yeah i just telling my daughter because i was having a flashback of this i remember marv signing and this guy came and he started harassing and then <clears throat> i sat down to sign yeah and uh this guy came back yeah and he said are you one of the killers? And I'm like, what? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you one of the killers? And I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You Did you kill Supergirl? And I'm like, I inked uh, it. I yeah. worked on it. Yeah. You know, and then, so this guy was like scary looking too. You're an too. accomplice. 
I mean, he was just, he was very impressive in that he was big. Physically, yeah. He had like a sheen of sweat on him that made him extra scary. Yeah. And he was mad. You do know Supergirl was never alive. He started, like, like when he wasn't in front of me, Yeah. he would be off and you could hear his booming voice. Yeah. And he'd see more, it's like, you, you're one of the killers. I mean, it was definitely harassing. Right, right. And me, being me, I tried to talk him down. Mm. So I spent way more time than I should have. Whatever happened to Billy Chuchi? Yeah. But this guy was very into it, and he was very... Uh, and I just... I said, look, those comics are still there. You can read them whenever you want. It's not. It's a business thing. It's not anything personal. You know, but it's... The company decided that we they want to make a big, you know... He was this upset? Yeah. You need to talk him off the ledge? I did. I was talking really? him That's down. That's so weird. Yeah. But I was talking him down because he seemed scary. And I knew yeah. Marv was intimidated yeah. by him. Because well, there was at one point he he saw the guy was there at the table and I yeah. remember Marv coming to these and he did a beeline walked away, the other way, yeah, yeah. which I don't blame him. But no, I but told you, you I started watching like that, that uh, Netflix show about the finding the murderers or something. Oh yeah, yeah. hunting killers. Right, could have been one of those guys. Well, you know, I mean, it was probably an innocent, sweet guy who was just a little too crazy, too much, about a little fanatical. But we had the same thing when the um, when the burn revamped Superman because they tossed the continuity. Oh, yeah. And I did a, sh- a... I remember there were a couple of specific comic fans who were just really incensed. And I was like, hey, it's... It's just a story. I didn't make this decision, but, you know, they want to start yeah. fresh. they got to start yeah. fresh. Those stories are still out there. The comics are still out there. And, of course, you know, that stuff has come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some other creator brings back that incarnation. Give it five years, they'll redo it again. But at the time, it, again, you you deal with it. Now, if that happened, you'd, I'd have to call security or somebody would have uh, somebody escorted out because these people were threatening. Wow. You know? Yeah. I mean, nobody ever punched me or hit me or anything Not like that. Not yet, but, anyway. But they I were, was hoping for These were people who were, like, yeah. super angry, like road rage angry. So, I don't know. You triggered somebody. Who knew? But I'm saying, like... I'm just saying, nowadays... It, it's, a, it's an example, in a way, of... I mean, people vent that anger on the internet now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do, actually. Um, but these guys were genuine, and they, they were, you know, very threatened and mad that, you know, we took something away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was always that. I was a, I'm not, like the apologist for no, Mark no, no, and no, the no, apologist no, no, no. for Mark and George. On what that. haven't you ever seen at a show? I'm trying to make it like Disney World. I wish I could. I wish I had the money to decorate the whole place to have it look like you know, like a big comic book. I have, you know, pictures of comic covers, but if I had my way and it was affordable, I would drag big, giant blow-ups of panels yeah. throughout the whole building just yeah. to make it look like, oh, look at that. That's the You uh, kind of do that with your the covers. Yeah, I know, but you know, hallway. like the classic Ditko Spider-Man yeah. lifting the stuff? Maybe I'll do that this year. I'll take certain pages out yeah. and blow them up. Or like Lois holding Superman yeah. when he's dead. You know, just yeah. certain scenes that are burned in your head. Or, or Bruce Wayne sitting there in the chair with the bat coming through the wind, window. You know, I know I'll become a bat. Good things a port. You know, it could have been any other animal. I always think that good thing was a bat, not like a possum. I know I'll become an opossum with an O, depending on the way you spell it. And when the I villains come out, I'll, I'll just fall the over. Raccoon. I'll just lay down dead. I like the raccoons are more visual though. Oh, okay, I'll become raccoon man. Because they already got a mask. They already have a mask. Yeah. You're right, yeah. All right. So, you know. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll change it up this year. 
You're the raccoon. I don't know. Nobody expects you to not no, have a mask. I have that giant, uh, there's one of my fans now screaming. I have that giant <laughs> Thanos, but he's been there for four years. We might get rid of him this year. Maybe I'll have, like, take a punch at Thanos. Turn him in, have them turn, turn him, him into, into dark side. Turn him, yeah, it wouldn't be that hard just to swap the head out. Turn him into dark there side. There you go. You know, I should. There you go. Just save money. We don't need to throw out Thanos. Just take his head off and turn it into dark side. That's the way you could do differently. I don't know. But really, I mean, you can't reinvent the wheel. Roller skating. No, I'm saying, like, you really can't. The, the, the one thing that was fun, and it, it's not as easy to do now, but it was fun in the old days, was... If you were at a show, yeah, and after the show was over, yeah, the, the convention ran stuff yeah. afterwards. They yeah. would run old movies in a oh, room. Oh yeah, no, I've tried that. Chicago Con would have like a. There's actually um, legalities about that. Well, they'd have a room dedicated to with a six, sixteen millimeter projector, and they would show old science well, fiction movies. You know what? I do have Don Glute coming to the show, and he's famous for making he's fan movies. Crazy yeah, thing. yeah, back yeah. in the seventies, he's got them all on VHS and stuff. Maybe I'll show some of his movies. He made, like, the primitive fan films of, like, Spider-Man. He also did horror stuff. He did horror stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But he was one of the first guys. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd have to come up with... Fan film fest. Again, it... Well, you know what? Nowadays, everybody would be putting their hand out. Well, if you're going to show my movie, I want money. I want well, rights to it. Problem. It's like, dude, the other, come The other on. problem is your show runs late. Well... So it's different. I mean, in, in the old days, a show would end at, like, like 5. Like, 6 o'clock. I've had people ask if it could stay up until 10. I go, what are you, nuts? I'm just saying, like, so you'd be done with the show, you'd go eat something, yeah. you know, go yeah. get pizza somewhere, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you'd come back, and it's like, oh, look, we could watch the Day of the Earth. You know, still. I've thought about just shutting down the uh, Artist Alley at, like, 6 or 5 yeah. and letting the dealer part stay open because people want to shop. I'm like, okay, maybe that's something that we do. I don't know. I just don't think you can really reinvent everything. No, you know, there's a certain and people have expectations as well. Yeah, so it's not like a. See, I, I'm not a big fan of bringing the Batmobiles in, but people expect that. They go, "Oh, where's the cars?" I go, "Really?" Well, see, there you like the cars. After hours, you have the Green Hornet car and the Batmobile race, race each other outside. Drag racing. There you and go. The parking lot. Roof. I try. I wanted a guy get shot out of a cannon in <laughs> 2018. I really did. He was going to wear a little problem. He was going to wear a Superman suit. And I was, and they, Mohegan was like, no way. No, I wouldn't do no, it. No, they were like, are you nuts? I go, no, I actually had a guy who was going to get fired, like Super Dave Osborne. Remember Super Dave? I know. He was going to get shot dressed as Superman out of a cannon well, in the parking lot. Instead of they were like, cannon. what if he dies? I go, what if he not, lives? Something that's not gunpowder related. Was gonna be, you believe a con could fly. I had the whole thing set. Why don't you just have people jump off the roof of Stop. the parking garage with like little parachutes? They've done that it's, do good. it's not enough height to get a good wing put a superman cape on and just no we're not encouraging anybody and if you have any thoughts don't of you have jet packs the so don't you get no jet there's packs. no jet there are jet packs but i'm saying you get the jet pack and you just you have know to, what i'm gonna like, get a bunch of balloons for 50 dollars. no i'm gonna tie myself to the balloons <laughs> and float this year we all float i'll do it inside the expo that way yeah, it will float funny. away. Imagine that no yeah, i'm sitting there and suddenly get hit in the head with come up with someone's foot or the chair no it's me I'll be like up. Mitch is not getting high enough. You're not I know, getting enough yeah, left. Mitch is high. You got Kevin McGuire over here. You're like Baron. Oh my Her- God! That's you're not like what we Baron were talking Her- about. From Dune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the suit on, Mitch floating around in his yes. <laughs> watching over his. But I'll, I'll be the the what was his name? Uh, Mc, what was his Kevin McGuire? Yeah. No, Kevin Mc, McCarthy. Who? The guy that played him in the first movie, Kevin. Oh Con- no, that was the Kevin yeah. McLaughlin. There was a guy that played the actor, the big fat yeah, he guy. Was on, he, was with, on, like, he was in Ragtime as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had that hair. 
And he was like, oh, fade. Blah, blah, fade. My nephew, fade. You always love characters that have pustules. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to start working on that. (laughs) I could have Scott, Martin, and Chris, like, (laughs) popping (laughs) popping my pustules. And I'll bring a little chihuahua. I'll have Harley. (laughs) We'll milk it. And that's... Was it a a Siamese cat or a chihuahua? They brought some, like, dog thing. He was milking the... To get, I don't know what. And he was bathing in blood or something, and and you could show up his uh, sting with, yeah, the, yeah. with the little outfit on and the yeah, diaper yeah. and the red hair. What's yeah. the, I like the, the idea uh, of the little wedgie diaper. The wedgie, wedgie diaper. Thing. Yeah, we're gonna do that. See, I'm changing it up already. See, not expect- show. It is the 60th anniversary. People would not show up for it's that. It's the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man this year, yeah. and I have thought about making a giant web. Which we're trying to figure out how to do that. Hey, I should show my Spider-Man movie that I made when I was a teenager. You should bring it down. We'll put it up on the screen. It's like three minutes, less That's than fine. three minutes long. We'll just put it on a loop all day long, like some Andy Warhol experiment. I, I made the costume. Is it like stop motion or is it no, real it's people? Live action. Are you Spider-Man? I made the costume. Oh my! This DC, I this got, is multiverse I madness. I couldn't film it and star in it because I was. You were the I director. Didn't have a tripod. So who was it? Your brother? No, my friend Frank. Where's Frank now? I don't know. Whatever yeah, he climbed out the window so that I could film him climbing in oh, no. a second-story window, and then we had a fight on a rooftop with the Wolfman. A real friend. rooftop, or just like you know? It was a real rooftop. That's pretty scary. Yeah. And then at one point, we were they were fighting and pretending fight. Oh, and that's pretty funny. Spider-Man you still punches the werewolf. What do you have? Falls. A sixteen millimeter, eight millimeter? It was eight millimeter. Is and it then talkie? the camera pans, and it was like two cops were walking by, so we ran. Is it a talkie? No, it was silent. Oh, I have mine. Uh, I have it on. I think I have it transferred to videotape I, back in the eighties. I, I have mine. That's on YouTube actually. Lamo the serial killer, but serial spelled C E R A L. Like oh. he was eating a lot of cereal, like Captain Crunch, Lucky Charms, and I become. I was supposed to be a clown that was so ugly. They stopped selling it. A cereal box with my face on it because kids were throwing up at breakfast. And because Did you have of that, pustules? I, yeah, no. So I take my revenge out on all the cartoon characters, and I kill them all. Captain Crunch gets killed, and the, the, the rice. What were those things? Snap, crackle, pop. Were uh, strangled, shot, dead. You know, blisters the clown. Blisters the clown. <laughs> no, it was Lam- Lamo the clown, and people would go, "Oh, Lamo? No, it's pronounced Lamo. It's French." It was a whole bit, and, you know. It's uh, you can go on YouTube right now. Look up. Uh, I think it's called The Serial Killer, Mitch and, The Mitch Show or something. From 1991 or two. It's 40, 30 years old. It's a classic. I'll go back and re-edit it like a Lucas thing. Yeah, I found my brother had a... a, a Three-minute silent Kodak, movie. A Kodak brownie camera. You had to wind it. Yeah, I know. And it took the film. You'd have to take the 8mm out in the in a dark room yeah of course and yeah. then you'd flip the reel over re, re-spool it because when it was processed it was yeah. processed however many feet of film yeah 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 like 50 feet of film yeah yeah and then the processor would split it in half so basically you were film you were, you'd flip the reel so that you're filming on both sides of the film really it would film the image on either side and then they split it down the middle so you got yeah, three two. minutes Oh. It was like a minute and a half. Wow, that's time. something else. Oh. And I remember it was the hardest part was finding the sprockets, the little holes. No, you'd have to you have to pay for the processing and the film. Because you know, I yeah, was yeah, buying yeah. comics. Yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't like I was How working. much was film? A lot? A couple bucks. Was it really? Yeah, and then oh. it cost you a couple bucks to get it processed. So and I did stuff I didn't have a light. 
Yeah, you know? so, so you daylight. You'd film it and you go, okay, this is really dark. I you can't, can't tell see what's anything. going on. Yeah, here. No, no. But you wouldn't find that out until after the fact. I remember my kids when the video cameras, they'd make little movies. I still have those. Those are really cute. Yeah. But they would make little tiny movies with their Thomas the Train. And yeah, yeah. Little, you know. well, I did stop motion too. I did. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I did one with a, a artist. Took forever. A little mannequin figure. And I just changed the pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's kind of cool when you watch it. Yeah. I, I tried to animate something. I tried to animate my Messenger comic one time. I spent a ton of time yeah. drawing it on separate pieces of paper. Yeah. But again, because you couldn't check your work, Yeah. I would try to move something. And, and I'd move. move I, yeah. yeah, I just did drawings. I'd move different yeah, drawings. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the character's yeah, supposed yeah. to do something. And I was so horrified when I got the film re- yeah. back. Yeah. Because it was so jumpy. Yeah. I actually threw it away. Oh, no and way. And I really regret that because oh, it would yeah. fun to have saved it. No, we it were going to do an animated. I was going to read my comic strip. But remember those old Marvel superheroes shows yeah. from the 60s? Yeah, yeah. Where they just took the artwork and they just, you know. Yeah, you just That's what we did. Stuff, so yeah. I just did it with a video camera and blew them up and, and then just zoomed in and we just read the voices. It was kind of cheesy. Well, you could. I mean, the thing is, at the time, they. I this think is early technology. When I did the the Kodak, the, the Kodak camera, I had was from. This would have been in 70s. maybe nineteen sixty nine, seventy, yeah. seventy one, and the camera was from the fifties. Oh, really? So it was eight millimeter, not super eight, yeah, eight yeah, millimeter. Yeah. And then what was the difference between super eight? Super eight was talking. I think Super 8, they didn't split the film either. Oh, really? I think it was a longer reel that they didn't have to process in a special way. But, uh, but yeah, I was really into it, but then I was always disappointed because you could, couldn't get your friends to act the way was you wanted them. Was it black and white? No, they weren't colored. Oh. But you couldn't get your friends to, like, in other words, you know, it's the Alfred Hitchcock complaint about uh, yeah. how he always, he has a quote that he said, that he ad, uh, admired Walt Disney because if he didn't like an actor, he could just tear it up. There you go. You know, but he, yeah. it's hard to, it was hard to get my friends to yeah. act the way yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah, them yeah. to, so I could never do anything that felt serious to me because yeah. I would, just didn't want to cooperate. I, had, I remember I was doing, there was a scene, I did one, it's called uh, Mitch and Merlin and the Razor Stubble from Outer Space. That's on YouTube right now. But it was about me shaving and then the razor stubble, the sink, you ever have slow sinks and the water won't go down? So the razor stubble sticks to the side of the sink. So when we got married, Sharon used to yell at me about that. So I said, what if it's on the side of a sink and a meteorite, of course, <laughs> comes through the ceiling and lands in the sink and it, ra- it radiates the razor stubble and it becomes alive and then it attacks me and then all the hair goes back in my pores and starts to grow and I become a giant hairball. So that's the story. So... There's one shot I did of me shaving, and it was so Alfred Hitchcock. I put the light here and the camera here, and it was coming up, and I was shaving under my neck, and all you saw was the silhouette, and I had, like, psycho music playing as the hand was going up. It was actually a cool shot. I was like, look at that, because it sounded like I was killing myself, but it was just the razor going across my throat, cutting my razor stubble butt. That's right. It's all in silhouette. So that was my Spielberg moment. I'm like, look at that. That and the special effect, do you remember that green kryptonite rock they used to sell at the Warner Brothers store that yeah. would glow? I still yeah. have it, a little box, yeah, yeah. It says keep away from Superman, right? So, what we did is I just took it and threw it into the sink. And you know, poppy seeds, right? Yeah, so I stood above oh. the camera and I shook it, yeah, and yeah. I just made the and you see the poppy seeds to start growing and growing and growing. Right. So, the whole sink it becomes filled with poppy That's seeds, funny. but it looks good because it looks like they're growing, and then I 
played with the light so it goes on and so on. So we don't get a scene of you with like the... Oh, no, you do. The, the but you know how face. I did it? No, I slowly start turning into that with the werewolf face. But to make it look like I'm a giant hairball, all I did was do a yeah, forced perspective. So I had people stand in the background and then I would just take a big hairball <laughs> and I'd hold it close to the camera and I'd move it like a puppet and I would do my lines so it looks like they were talking to a hairball. It's all frustrated special effects. Yeah. I would have. I mean, I kind of decided that if with comics, I could yeah. control what I. Yeah, no. Obviously, do. you could draw whatever you want. And yeah. I realized that I wouldn't be, uh, even though I wanted to direct. Yeah. You know, I just knew I couldn't do no, that. No, I, I didn't don't have, have the patience that. or the money. You need to be forceful, and I'm not forceful. To so directing people. Yeah. To get them, they to have what to you do want? what you want. I was just not forceful. Well, you know what's funny when we went to make the commercials for uh, Terrificon last year. There was tons of people that showed up and stuff. And I said to the guy, what do you want me to do? Because I would literally just sit there and wait yeah. for the director. And he'd come up and he'd give us scripts and we'd read it. And he's like, do it again, do it this, do it that. And then, But he would try to show you. He had like a little right. sketch of right. what he was getting. Yeah, yeah. So Because you, yeah. you can't see what's on someone's right. head. Right. But that helped a lot. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, what do well, you want? Well, you showed up and he had that little Hitler mustache I did, for you. And I he did, went, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> wait, no, no. Put this rubber latex suit on. <laughs> I had no idea. Apparently, there's this thing called a snuff movie. Where does this ball I, thing It has go? nothing to do with Snuffy <laughs> Smith. Remember the little cartoon character? So, anyway, I survived. But apparently next year... We'll see what happens. Are you going to do them again? We're actually going to do the opening dance sequence from Peacemaker, and I get to be in the Peacemaker outfit, um, so I have to start practicing my dance moves. So you just need to get one of those like portable. Toilets. I know I need to be built like John Cena. You so need a toilet, portable toilet thing I'm to put on your head. I'm going to be more like Steve Agee, yeah, in the background. You know, like the bedpan. Yeah, the bedpan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah, I want you to call it pacemaker because that's what's <laughs> going to happen to me when I'm done dancing. You know, I'll just sit there and grab my chest and Are fall down. Are you going to get a peacemaker costume made for yourself? No. That's too tight. I'll just well, show. I'll one, wear what I have on you now. Get one made for you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a shield made. When we were in, um, where were we in Baltimore? Yeah. The guy said he'll make me a shield, and I haven't followed up on it. He said just send him the artwork, and they'll design it. So I was gonna make Captain Terrificon start yeah. having a shield. Why yeah. a real metal shank? We need that like a hole in the head. He flies. I go, it's, he's we got could a use his sled. I don't know what the design's gonna be on it though. Should it just be the star and the thing that's on his chest? Well, you know what would be better? What? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it what looks like, first. It looks like CT a... CT no, in the middle? it would be better to have the star shape. That's what I'm saying. But All black yeah, with yeah. just the star, maybe a red... But have them do it like, like a, as a giant, like a giant saw blade so you could throw it and cut <laughs> oh, really? the off. edges? Yeah. yeah. Mitch takes out the competition. <laughs> they won't let me have these actors that I want because of the 300-mile, three-months radius rule. Mitch is doing his <laughs> Punisher... Oh, no, it comes off. You remember yeah. when Superman threw the S in yeah, Superman 2? it was 2? really stupid. Yeah, it was really stupid. But I just take the shield and I suddenly whip it at people and just buzzsaw. See, that's kind of violent. I like that. I don't know what to do for the shield, though. I thought about literally yeah. just making it the sun. You know, the original sun is the Smithsonian Institute's logo. I stole that. But you had to go draw a sun on it. And you changed the damn... And you know what you did? On one of these, you didn't I draw the... Them. You didn't do the... Uh, no, you did the flames. On one of them, somebody complained to me. They go, that's not the same Captain Terrific. And I go, what? Jerry draws them. He said, well, he drew different sunglasses. I go, freaking well, the sunglasses. He could different. wear different sunglasses. Why not? This is Yeah, they're not ray -Bans. He doesn't need to have the same sunglasses. I don't know. And when I colored one in, remember that artwork you gave me? I gave him gray hair. And people are like, oh, you can't give him gray hair. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Whatever. People get so He changed his rank, too. Originally, he was like Commander, no, Colonel Terrificon, and then he became Captain. He got busted. Oh, Why is he not a Captain, a Colonel anymore? 
<laughs> Commander CT. That's what the CT stands for. So I don't know. I have to do. It takes two months to make a shield. Sharon goes, we need this, like a whole that. How much does the shield cost? Well, the shield. I just tell be, her twenty bucks. The shield should be for his sidekick, Mitchie. Oh, that's the yeah, Uncle Mitchie, yeah. Uncle, Ch- Uncle Terry. Mitchie needs Terry Terrificon. Mitchie. I have to come up with his uh, official name. His name was going to be Tony, Tony Terrificani, Terrificoni. Tony, Tony Terrificoni. And then the real life Terrificani. I saw yeah, her last Kelzone. week. Stasia. I yes. saw Stasia. It's the original Terrificani. She said, say hey to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Anyway, That's what else funny. is going on? Speaking of Peacemaker, did you watch it all? I did. Did you see it the whole great. series? Yeah, yeah. Were you like... Didn't what, know what to expect because it's not a big popular yeah, you character. Don't, I mean, there was no way. That's the good thing about something you that's can do whatever you somewhat want. obscure yeah. as a character is that they're reinventing them anyway. Yeah. So it's not like everything is from the comics or whatever. They're it doesn't taking, have to be everyone's cup of yeah, tea. It's a yeah. no, and I mean, it's it's definitely more adult. It's more Deadpool like. Yeah. It's but there, it's, not even. But it's Deadpool, more hard. You know, I mean, it's, that, more, it's yeah. the whole point. Like, there is a story. That's the thing about James Gunn's work. Yeah, is that he always takes characters, characters that are, yeah. yeah, they're flawed or they're weird or whatever, yeah. and he makes you care about them. Yeah, you know and that's the Rocky key. Rocky Raccoon, it's a freaking rat. Yeah. But you well, give we, a watched, shit. we watched we uh, watched first Guardians of the Galaxy this yeah. weekend, and uh, I like that movie. Some people don't, but I think that's oh, one of my I, favorites. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, but it's fun to watch and see. Oh, he's got a thing. He does because he does the thing with uh, you know in Peter Peacemaker. Well, peace, Peacemaker versus, not versus, but Peacemaker and Vigilante. Yeah. Vigilante's like a sociopath. Yeah, he, he is. He doesn't yeah. understand No, that. he doesn't care. Yeah. So it's like he could kill somebody yeah, or he's eat like a bowl of cereal. Yeah. There's no difference to him. No, exactly, yeah. Picks but up the gun, starts blowing people Right, away. there's yeah. that aspect of Drax, the yeah. Destroyer and, and Guardians. And it's interesting because it does all feed character. It's yeah. not there as a stunt. It's there to feed character and to show people who are different yeah. and still be friends or you can find commonality right. that's, that's except the, his dad well because his dad was well, an all out Nazi he tried, he tried to be but his dad even was in like, the beginning of the show he not was, having you could it. see he was trying yeah. yeah but his dad was like this is it yeah. Yeah. so I mean I think that's kind of another great Robert Patrick yeah. did a great job yeah. playing the dad loathsome racist bastard yeah he was great he was good at that part but the hair also helped oh the flashbacks with the he had the longest mullet oh that my was god so yeah yeah when he was beating up his brother <laughs> what was that all about too like they were just having like backyard white trash fights yeah beat your brother up and he kills his brother by accident it's like yikes that was harsh yeah you know but I mean it, it. so okay I got a question for you at the very end of the show spoiler alert spoiler alert shut it off if you haven't listened that's your warning he kills all the what do you want to call them? Butterflies? One's still alive at the end. And it's the one that he had in the jar. Is that the one? Yeah. I thought that one got away. That one got away and got into that detective. It did? Yeah. That was the queen. The one that was in the Asian cop? Yeah. She got she away? She was the leader. Yeah. Yeah, but when did she get away? I missed the part where she flew well, away. Well, he shot her. Yeah. And the thing came out of her. Oh, it did? Yeah. I didn't see that part yeah. then. Oh, all right. Because I was wondering her. at the end, yeah. when he's on the porch, and he gives it the last bit of goo he has yeah, yeah. to feed it, and yeah. I'm like, well, that's sad. Unless they find something else for it to eat. Well, the thing that is... That was her, though? Yeah. That was... Or yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it... Right. Okay. And that was what's funny, is that... Because I didn't see there's that. There's that great lead-up, 
and she makes a great impassioned speech about why they want to live. And it was like, you know, you're thinking like, oh, okay, he's going to turn. Is he going to turn? Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole show, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, that puts a whole different spin on and things. And it's like, no, we're trying to help you save your planet. Yeah. But, and then he goes yeah. activate torpedo he, head, or but whatever. it's same as human torpedo Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad in the Suicide Squad it's like oh with Star his mission no with with Rick Flagg it's yeah. like yeah this is technically wrong but this is he's got his mission and he's got his you know here's what I have to do I have to kill you oh I mean think about it that way he's I the didn't guy, think about it that yeah, way yeah he, he has his I thought he was going to let it live at first I said wow there's going to be a weird ending if yeah. the mosquito or whatever the yeah. butterflies yeah. infect the world you know no, I thought it was. But it at was, the end, he sees his father, which was a Kupperberg. That's a Paul Kupperberg right. idea. But he didn't the, have the helmet on. When he no, either, no. The time. But the that, dad, he was a Nazi in Paul's book. Yeah. And he would come in. He, he would haunt the helmet, if I remember yeah. right. Well, didn't he have the? I thought the helmet it, had the ghosts. Of the ghosts all the of all the people killed. killed or something. Right. Yeah. So when he was sitting there at the porch and he looks over and you see uh, Robert Patrick there, I was like, like is I'm that not real? not going away. No, yeah. he's, he's a ghost. Because then he showed up again yeah. when he was looking for the helmets. Right. That's why I think there was something connected with the yeah. helmets. Yeah. You know? No, I thought it was good because it also means Robert Patrick will be back for season yeah. two. Yeah. And I liked Eagly. Eagly was cool. Yeah, that was funny. It's like, we're depending on a bird. It's like well, Eagly. Rachel and I were like, after away. that whole thing with them trying to explain what... Oh, that was like... It, really, um, it was, was like, like Baby Root. Yoda. Yeah. No, well, I was thinking Root, it was Baby, Baby Yoda when, when he was trying to hit Baby Yoda in the ship. Yeah. And he was trying to get him to, like, twist a... Connect a wire or something. You remember this in, in Mandalorian? I think you're thinking of Guardians when he had group with the tape. In Mandalorian, he had like Baby Yoda oh, was inside yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like yeah, in a little yeah, crawl space, yeah, 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 and yeah, he was yeah. like, "No, the red and the blue or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded. But you're right, Groot did that. Yeah, too. Groot did it too. He's like, "Go back and right. steal the thing that, <laughs> that was looks with like the, this." Yeah, yeah. He brought back he brought a toe at one toe, point, yeah. and he just looked at him. He's like, "What the hell?" They brought back an eye. He's like, that's so-and-so's eye. He's like, no, don't do it because he's going to be looking for it next week. That was week. funny. Yeah. Well, in the first one, in Guardians, that was yeah. also funny to see that rocket, how well thought out Rocket was yeah. as a sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of terrible. No, no, it no. Like, and then in the second movie, too, if you watch the very end of it, and it's like, you're right, because it's a stupid little raccoon, but he talks about um, Michael Rooker's character. He's yeah. like, oh, they still liked him. Yeah. Even though he yelled at people and yeah, all this yeah. stuff, they all came in. He goes, of course they did. And if you look, when they show all the fireworks going off, because they show up at the end yeah. to do his funeral, yeah. you got a little tear coming yeah. out of, uh, yeah. but it ends. Yeah. But I heard part three, James Gunn said before he got fired, but now he's back, that it was going to finish that story up with rock and raccoons. So he's like, yeah. you're not expecting it, but there's yeah. a story about a raccoon. Which but is, I mean, the, the thing, the, the big difference with human all the things that he's raccoon. doing is that yeah. he's getting... He's putting him through emotional stuff, but he's actually he's showing how someone who's not necessarily good, like vigilante, yeah. is hard to like about, it, except that the guy playing him is, is my, super likable, yeah, but the, and he's funny. Yeah, but so, he's a psycho, killer. right? But you're yeah. going, okay, there's some redeeming yeah. aspect to this guy, you know. Um, I, I think that's that, well, you know, the original vigilante in Cumberbatch, he kills himself. Spoiler alert. That's how Paul got rid of him. He killed himself at the end. Oh. He just realized it was it was a real downer. He wasn't a likable character. Yeah. Uh, I can't well, think of his name. Um, Adrian Chase. Adrian was Chase. Still the yeah, same yeah. Name, yeah. But he can't. Uh, he just realized that there's no point to it all because he's not yeah. going to win. So at the end, he just night night boom boom shoots himself. It's a downer ending. 
But that book lasted how long? Did 50 that, issues. Yeah, that's a yeah, good run. Like, and then there's Checkmate. Well, it was, but that book was created, the, the that character was, Marv. was created by Marvin. and George. Yeah, George and Teen Titans, Titans. number two. Yeah. yeah. Annual two. Yeah. And then I said, they, uh, you know, the Checkmate book, that was like the sequel to the Suicide Squad. It was like another like agency. An offshoot, yeah. Yeah, so I think right. that might come into play because at the we end, had Argus. she blows the whistle on. She was identified as Argus. Yeah, I saw anything, that. So yeah. it made me wonder what was going on. Because they've used Argus in the, the Arrow. The CW shows, yeah. When this, after they've, they used up all the... Didn't they do Argus on Superboy? Or is that Cadmus? On Titans, they talked about it. Yeah, they did. When they built, when they built Superboy. Yeah. yeah. But Argus was in um, Arrow. It was in the flashbacks after he got off. Remember they ran the island, the island yeah. flashbacks? Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. okay, we're going to... We, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. So then it was like, oh, here's the time when Argus recruited him. Yeah. The secret lost time where he was fighting as a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Remember when the Hour was going to do the Suicide Squad on that show? They yeah. couldn't do it. So well, they, they had a... They, they had everybody there. They had yeah. Deadshot. They, they had, had uh, Amanda Waller, they too. They even had a hinted uh, Harley yeah. Quinn, but yeah. they said you can't do it because we're saving for the big movie. Yeah. No, I like James Gunn. I think he did really, really good job on this one. Yeah. And Guardians. Like I said, that's those are my my favorite Marvel movies are yeah. Guardians 1 and 2. Well, he did... Was it Defender? Super is the one. Defender or was it Super? Super. Super. That's that one was the one with, with Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dark movie, though. Yeah. And it's good. Uh, what's her name from uh, Umbrella Academy? Right, right. Um, Emily. Is it Emily? No. Yes, she was the sidekick. She was the one that's in X-Men. Page. Emma, Ellie, Emily Page? It's now it's Ellie. Yeah, Ellie yeah. Page. Yeah, yeah. But she's a sidekick. She gets killed in that one. Like, her head gets blown off. Remember they were out there? I remember that, yeah. I just remember it being very dark. It was really yeah. dark. But yeah, it yeah. has its dark humor in it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a great animated sequence that comes down where God scratches on the brain. Did and you ever see the, the, the other one that he did? The, was it Slither or something? Experiment? Slither? Yeah, that's Rooker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooker's in all his shows. I tweeted at him that Michael Rooker should play Bibbo. <laughs> no. I want to see a scene of of Rooker as Bibbo. I've spent more Pete time Baker. with Michael Rooker than I could ever to remember at my last show. But, but it's Rooker fun. Rooker would be great as Bibbo. He would be great as Bibbo. I mean, imagine yeah. that scene. You've got Peacemaker sitting I'll tell in the you bar. What. There's Rooker as Bibbo. I remember him in the 90s, uh, early on, when it started, first early movies. Henry Portrait of a No, before film. that. Before oh, yeah. that. I remember he was in the he was clip, a lot of TV cliffhanger stuff. and all that. But I thought at the time, if they were making a Fantastic Four movie, yeah. he would have been a great Ben Grimm. Yeah, well, he's got the good he, voice. He had that gribble yeah. voice and that, like, you know, what are you doing, man? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he was going to be a P, He was a PE teacher, yeah. a gym teacher. Went he's to college. got that kind of... Sadistic, we had, a, uh, we, had our, we had our bonding time when we were sitting outside uh, at the show. He was talking to me for a while. But my wife said the best compliment she'll ever say to anybody, she'll never say this to anybody, 10 years of doing these shows, that she saw how much Michael Rooker worked. Yeah. And she caught for one brief second that all 66 years of his body caught up with him and he just had to take a, oof, get a second win, you know? <laughs> Because we were running around and we had to come and do his uh, panel. And we raced right into right, the panel. Right. And he, Rooker's running around like a maniac. And he chases around the audience and he's got a mic. He doesn't sit still. He's just like the Energizer Bunny. But she goes over and she gives him a drink. And he gives, I mean, that's hard work. Again, we talk about people think right, it's easy to be right. at a convention. But when you're 66, running around like a maniac and answering people and for one hour, it's, yeah. it's, it's big work. So he just stood there for a minute and took his drink and just went, 
and just took a swig of it. And she goes, "Wow!" At that moment, I had much respect for that guy because she saw how much he was he was on. And everybody loved him because when he was across from you at the signing thing, he and uh, Scott Patterson was the actor from the Gilmore Girls that was yeah. next to him. The two of them just like play off of each yeah, other, yeah. and they made it fun. And everybody in that line was having a good time, even yeah. though they're standing there waiting. Right, right. Because Rooker would get out and run up to people and. Hey, you know, and you right. effing wait for me. You know, you, don't you move, you know. And I was driving him back, and we were in the parking lot, and we're headed back into the show, and he rolls the window down, and there's people getting into their car, and he's screaming out the window, what are you doing? Get back in there. I'm coming in there now. And you see a couple people, like, stop and point and go, isn't that the guy from The Walking Dead, you know? And then they did. They turned around, they ran, like, he, he, he told them what to do. That's he has that hypnotic effect on people. That's he could be funny. a cult leader. Like a Jim Jones, not that I want him to be a tragic figure, More but like Alex Jones. Alex, no, for God's sakes, <laughs> Jesus H, what is wrong with you? No, he could get people to do what they want. If voice. he showed up here now and told everybody in this room like take their clothes off, they would do it. I wouldn't though, because you know, I don't want to scare small children, scar them for life. I cannot pay the medical bills, the years of psychiatric treatment, mommy. <laughs> I had to put Nair on that man. He was so hairy. But you had to show your shield. I had to show shield. You know, I had Steve Agee coming to the show this year, but I'm stupid. Why? He's the big guy that played the diet no, beer. I thought he was. I had him sign, and then they said, oh, well, you have Mike, uh, Sean Gunn coming back. Would you like to have him come back this year or next year? But Guardians 3 comes out next May. Yeah. And then I go, oh, wait a minute. That might be a better play if I bring Gunn back in 2023. Because it's right after the movie, and it'll be more recent in people's memory. So I told him to hold off to 2023 before I knew that he was going to do such a great job in Is he Peacemaker. in Guardians, though? He was in Guardians, yeah. He was in the first two. He was the big guy with the round glasses. Oh. That's Steve Agee. Wow, well, I didn't He's a big he fella. He's like 6'7". Yeah. He's a big dude. So you passed that. I told him to come next year. Oh, so I thought you were going to have him. I did, but I told oh, okay. him to come next year. I didn't know Peacemaker was going to be yeah, such yeah. a big hit. But I asked him if they can get a hold of him and see if he could switch his. So what you're me. saying is you're your I own blew worst it. enemy. I'm my own. I do. I second guess everything. I have doubts about that. <clears throat> this is why I didn't make a good filmmaker because <laughs> I'd reshoot it in my head as soon as we're done. Even when I post stuff. Yeah. Even this your your lovely picture here, your recreation of uh, Amazing yes. Fantasy 15. Yes. I start going. Well, there's too much building. It's not close enough. Do I need to zoom in more? I start moving things around. No one's going to get all the stuff. People don't realize all the behind-the-scenes bullshit that goes into stuff like this. They just see it walk away. Or they don't even realize it's Amazing Fantasy 15. I have some people go, I don't get that. I go, you don't know the first Spider-Man cover? But that's fine. Well, yeah. it's not, Jerry. I mean, it's know. like you can look at it and go, oh, it's a cool drawing. Do you know what I did to the website? I actually have this, and it fades into AF15, and it goes back to this. So oh, yeah. if you don't know why yeah. it's there, it's a visual. It shows you, it's stupid. This is what we're trying to recreate. It's an homage. That's true. Or homage, if you're stupid, <laughs> for you dumb people out there. So I was thinking about that, though. I do, I do a lot I of, no, I do a lot of, I do a lot of adjusting and scan the scan. Yeah, but once stage. it's done, it's out the door. You can't when go I draw back. It, yeah, I mean, I draw it and I go, oh, maybe his torso's too long or the head's too big. Yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I adjust it because you turn all your work in in, in scan form, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it winds up being like a lot extra time. That yeah. you, but it's nice to have that last touch on it. Mm-hmm. I, there's pages that I turned in, you know, in the old days when you had to get them to someone to ink. Yeah. I would work Monday to Friday, 
sat, I worked Did all night bridge? Friday night yeah. and go to bed at like 2 in the oh, yeah, three yeah, yeah. or 4 in the morning, yeah. but I would wrap up the FedEx package. Yep. I would go online. I would make the FedEx pick up for the Saturday, put yep. the package out, go to sleep. And then have I, second sometimes when you see it printed, you're like, ah, I wish I could have changed yes, this. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. just like a minor change would have, you know, fixed something. No, we did a video show the other day about the greatest American hero. And in the beginning, we do this little skit every week. And I go, hey, Ed, I just found this outfit out in the desert and uh, I can do all these crazy things. And Ed goes, well, could you walk through walls? I go, no, I haven't read that part yet in the book. Can you, uh, do you have super strength? No. And, I, and every time he says, I go, no, Ed, but believe it or not. And he cut me oh. off. I go, but believe it or not. And then finally, at the end, I go, believe it or not. And then I just take off and fly through the uh-huh. sky. But the thing of it is, I go, I should have wore a red shirt. And I should have printed out the logo from the show and put that on, but I didn't do it. But it's too late now. You didn't sell the joke. It didn't sell the joke, so it's done. And then, speaking of Rooker, he actually told me, you can hear it on the video, there's a behind-the-scenes video. As we come back, I jump up on stage and introduce him. I wasn't, Wait, where's a behind-the-scenes video there's, there's of what? There's stuff on YouTube. Of what? Of Terrificon. Oh, I didn't know that. Somebody filmed me behind-the-scenes oh, stuff. Okay. I didn't ask them to, but they okay. did. So I go up there, and they're listening to it right now. They're the people that love when we do our GPS things. Oh, but this isn't like you sitting at It's not like me having a conversation. Two in the morning. No, that would be interesting. <laughs> and Sharon choking me to death. So I run up on stage, and I introduce Rooker. And when I'm doing the introduction, they're filming Rooker. And I'm like, the latest... And this is off the top of my head. I know the script Because yeah, yeah. I wasn't supposed to introduce him. Yeah. And I go, oh, the next guest, he's the star of Cliffhanger, Walking Dead, uh, Blah, blah, blah. And I'm rattling off all his movies in my own mind. Right. I don't have anything written. And they have Rooker who's backstage going like this with his fingers counting all the movies on right, right. All Rats and right, this right. and that. And then he's kind of mad because I forgot a couple, right. you know? Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right. And then he says to the guy, as I'm trying to make jokes up on stage, again, I'm not a comedian. Right. He goes, he's trying too hard. <laughs> and that's, he actually, that was the criticism. Uh, he goes, look at him. Look at him. See how he's doing it? He's, he's trying much too hard. It's not coming. It's not natural. And I'm sitting there, and I saw that afterwards. And I felt like going to Rooker. I go, hey, I ain't no actor, man. I'm just sitting there trying to do a show. But I'm yeah. not, like, trained stand-up comic, you know? I'm trying well, should, too hard. Well, you, you say to him, you say, take me under your wing. Uh, yeah, train me, Padawan. Michael Rooker. I want to learn from your you. Padawan. Next thing you know, I'm, like, in the back room with a Hawaiian doing, shirt on with that little hat. Doing, looking flips, like a, doing flips with your lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Like, your little Hawaiian, no, your little, yeah. He, he dressed what I would consider, like I said earlier, a hipster. Yeah. I'm not at that stage yet. I'm more of the t-shirt grungy look. You know, by I'm hat. not wearing a jacket. Take a Sharon made me wash my jacket, my field coat. She goes, oh, my God, you wear that in public? You look homeless. I go, thank, thank you, dear. <laughs> she goes, it's got dirt on it. It looks like, is that a gunshot on it? I go, I just, we have an active lifestyle, me and the dog. I get dirty and muddy. and People shoot at you. People shoot at me because I'm walking on, with the dog. So trespassing I threw, I threw it in the wash today. And she goes, have you ever washed that coat before? I go, hold on. No. After like eight years, it's in so the laundry right it now. It comes out and it's like, I didn't realize oh my God, it was that's a, it's, Yeah, it is. <laughs> She's like, it looks like some kind of army jacket. And I go, oh, thank you. That's I was going for that look. But uh, I dre- people expect, I've had this conversation with you before, right? Have you gone to comic book stores? Have you seen how the people dress? For I years, dress yes. like my customers. I, if I showed up like I normally wear around the house with the robes. Yeah, right. And the, 
in the velour. slippers and the velour, yeah. I would be displaced. So I have to blend in. Your normal hef look. My yeah. look. And the around pipe. the mansion, when Sharon pipe. wears the bunny suit. Get and the bubble pipe. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. <laughs> Jerry is here tonight, and we're also going to talk to uh, Truman Capote. <laughs> Yeah. Truman, I love being Cal- here, Huff. It's Calvin, really good. Calvin Trillin will be talking about his new book. Yeah, so then we're going to have a really in-depth talk with Dr. Ruth Westheimer <laughs> about the G-spot. Is it real or no one cares? Anyway, uh, Lou Rawls is here. Yeah. To, hey, thank you very much. I uh, love being here with y'all. <laughs> Nobody even knows who Lou Rawls is. I know who he is because I spent, a, I spent a weekend with Lou Rawls. I was at Lou Rawls' house in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Seriously, he took me to his house. I know, it's weird. (laughs) It was so weird. He's like, you want to come to my house? I go, okay. And next Next thing thing you know, I was at Lou Ross' house. Uh, Next thing you know, I'm wearing a velour robe. (laughs) I want to go home. (laughs) Not unusual to be loved by anyone. Now I'm Tom Jones. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different guy. (laughs) Well, it's all in that same era of coolness. You know, that should come back again. Of course, without its misogyny. That whole era of hip, think, cool. Yeah, it doesn't they work all, as well without the Well, I was going to say, they were all like, hey, babe, hey, doll. They were always, <laughs> yeah, they had the tight perm hair yeah, yeah. with the gold chains that like somehow didn't tangle in their chest hair. Yeah. They all had more chest hair but than they like, the, the white like the white collar shirts. They were always like buttoned collar. about chest yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, right there. Tight pants. Kind of how I big dress boots, them up. Big, big high platform yeah. shoes. They, they couldn't bend over in those pants. They were so skin tight. You know, it's amazing. How long did that look last? That was, a, well, it, was, it started the 70s, in the 60s. 60s, 70s. 60s yeah, yeah. And then it morphed into the 80s where it was like more of a Don 80s. Johnson, yeah, yeah. Miami Vice, sleazebag look. The big thing about the 80s yeah. was it became okay to wear a t-shirt with a suit coat or a jacket. That's right. Because I whole, remember you, there's pictures of you wearing that. That was look. the whole, you know, you had fashion. Your white jacket with your sleeves pushed sleeves up. Pushed yeah. up. Yep. Miami Vice. Yep. And then what happened? And then the grunge look came in. And then people started wearing flannels and stuff. Acid wash jeans, Acid jackets, wash jeans. and yeah. pants. Yep. The Billy Tucci look. The layered kind of yeah. look where did you, it like, I, did you you'd go have on? a jacket that looked like you were wearing two jackets yeah, because yeah, they were yeah, yeah. Color, two tones. different color. Yeah. And yeah. The Go back and look at the early image. Speaking of images, 30th oh, no, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire well, no, crew of Image Comics was all that video. That, Stan Lee doing the artist. Oh, with McFarlane and yeah, Rob yeah. Liefeld. Yeah, that's yeah, like '91 yeah. or yeah. something like and that. And they look Those like they just fell out of a boys' band. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they all have the big hair, Marky like flock Mark. of seagulls. Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, Marky yeah. Mark. You know, yeah. the boys. Mark Silvestri looks like I don't know what. You know, like a boy band. Yeah, they're all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the young, the young, the young bucks, the young guns. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, it's funny isn't it? too because like the, the, the previous generation How old are they, of guys, twenties. Yeah, Rob would have been. Rob was the young. youngest. Yeah, but he was like twenty-one. Todd was pretty young too. Yeah, Eric, Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah, Jim looked professional. Well, they had the he drag, wasn't that more. They had the drag Jim Lee into that. Yeah, group. I know, but he wasn't like some of the other ones looked like. I don't know what. They were all young guys. Jim Valentino. Yeah, yeah. they were all young guys. There young was bucks. A, you had yeah. the uh, t- Todd had his mullet. Um, yes, he did. There was a, there Eric was a fair amount of mullet. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. And what was going on in DC at the time? You guys were trying Death to be the Superman. cool people. Yeah. No, but you weren't walking around like, hey. Yeah. But Donov exactly. had his big 
mullet. Well, he had long hair. He had that he had Jesus a ponytail. Look. Yeah. yeah, he had the ponytail. And uh, and then Carlin had a ponytail. Yes, and Roger did. Stern had a ponytail. Yeah, Roger Stern had a ponytail. Yeah. Was it a rat tail or a real ponytail? No, it was he had his hair was really long. Wow, really? I can't picture yeah. Stern with long hair. Um, but he looked buttoned up. That's what I'm saying. Otherwise. He looks like you know. Does he tuck the <laughs> tail in the sh- jacket if he uh, had to go into a bank? Yeah. You know. It was just funny because I think it just none of, nobody's a fashion no no maven no. you know well speak for yourself I think in the nineties what I remember is just that um, well you have kids too when you have kids suddenly you don't give a shit as much as you're well you can't because, because you're your clothes are going to get dirty you're dressing them exactly you to, it, it takes yeah. you two hours to get and then clothes walking around on them and spew yeah do you remember the time that I met you we were at uh, Flamingo Street and I had uh, Spencer on my shoulders and you gave me a tissue. Because his nose was running down on my head. Yeah. yeah. And you go, uh, Harold on second. I go, what? He yeah. goes, the kid's got snot coming out of his nose. I go, thanks, Jer. And he's literally like up radio, on my shoulder. Radioactive yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, snot. Yeah. Thank yeah, that's you. Thank great. you very much. I think you had Rachel with you and I had Spencer. I was like, oh, look at that. Just losers at a comedy store. But I remember store. those days, you know, you'd be oh, walking yeah. around. It's like you always had to have tissues on Oh, yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was that weird odor that would come by sometimes, like, did somebody do poopy in their pants? <laughs> I do that now at the shows uh, with Scott and Chris. Oh. Uh, not me, but, you know. <laughs> I, I look over at them and go, hey, guys, everybody all right? <laughs> Lactose is you not. Out, you pull out the giant disposable <laughs> male diaper. <laughs> Who needs a change? Jerry, lactose <laughs> is not something to be laughed about. It's one uh, of the deadliest sins. <laughs> uh, but no, that's changed in comic book convention, going back full circle. It adult changing safety. Actually, just thinking well, back on this, in the um, mid-80s, yeah. uh, I have my first... Well, it wasn't my first leather jacket, but it, yeah. I had a leather jacket. I had a jacket. bomber jacket. It was not bomber jacket. I had a bomber jacket in the 70s. Did you have an oxblood jacket? Where it had the, you know, the, fur, the collar. fur collar. That's what I had, Like an yeah. aviator thing. Yep, because I was um, a pilot. In the in the 80, later 80s, I had a gray leather one Ooh. that was was really nice. It yeah. was really comfortable, and I really liked it a lot. I wore it up through the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. And then I got, like... When, again, the you, dad. You get the, the style dad change, yeah. right? And it's like it's the too trendy. Code. Yeah, you know, you don't have enough pockets. No, or so no, then you, get no. you need to have a, a right. pacifier in one hand. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've worn jeans since yeah. I got out of high school because yeah. we weren't allowed to wear them. No, in high I wasn't allowed in Catholic school, so it's been Mostly the rebellion. Jeans. Yeah. I think Dockers. Or well, something you didn't have to wear a shirt and tie. I was in an office from '89 to 2007. I used to always. Wear dress up clothes to conventions. No, I always had to wear a shirt and tie every day. And stuff, sports know, jacket. Oh. Wear my tie, my tie to the I went parties. to Catholic school, so we had to wear a sports jacket in high school. And that was another. There's another. <clears throat> I had the leather ties. Oh, I remember leather ties. The little piano <clears throat> ones too. There were narrow, narrow yeah. leather ties. Yep, three Stooges. I had the, one of those. In fact, my graduation from high school, I'm wearing a three Stooges tie, the, white with the three I have Stooges. a white one. Yeah. I don't have a Stooges. Mine was just white, and yeah. I had a really nice tie tack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. But when do you dress up? I mean, I wore a tuxedo one time in my life. Well, I got married. I was at the... And I was in the best man. Batman, uh, And then I went to the grocery store. At this party. Time. Yeah. I had to wear a tuxedo. Because really? it was a formal party at the cartoonist. Oh. Um, the, the museum. In I got Broadway. yelled at once by my old boss, who's British. I had brown shoes on with a navy jacket. Well, yeah. That's... And he went off on me. He's like, "What? who dressed you? I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> And I had kids at the time, too. So I was like, look, this is what you get. I'm sorry. He was going off. He's like, don't you know this is not how you dress? I was like, listen here, Mrs. Maples. I don't know. 
It is what it is. But when you're drawing comics, you're at home. You, but you also, can't. when you're drawing comics, you can't necessarily. We used to always have that. that it was like a conundrum. Yeah. Do you draw whatever the trend is at the time? Oh, fashion in the yeah. book. Yeah. And you know, if you do that, you that can look dated. at it now yeah. and you go, "Oh, that looks really bad." Oh, look at all those old Mary Janes that uh, McFarland oh, drew. You yeah. can tell it was the '90s. But yeah. I was going to say the other one is is the JR stuff. Oh God, yeah. Because yeah. he was trying to be that very big much collar. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He captured the style. He of did the era, absolutely. But yeah. Those things don't age well. No, you can tell exactly what year Spider Man is because you yeah. look at Peter's clothes. He's I, used, got the I mean, big I would collars. draw. I draw newer cars. Yeah, but I was you know always, who else is another one? I always tried to stay Bob away Lee, from Bob too much. Bob and yeah. Iron Man. You could tell yeah. it's the eighties because the well, way they have he like looks. the. Was it yeah. the uh, perm top and the long back? Yeah. You know, and the then, hair, then Tony the starts wearing the banana hammock. It's It's like is that a speedo? Is that his? What is that? So, I mean, some of that doesn't yeah. age well. And no. that's the problem. What was the girlfriend he had back then? Bethany Cable? Was that Tony oh, yeah. Stark's girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Who they never brought to the movies, I just realized. But no, she was always like in this, like a string bikini. Right. Like, what the hell? Well, it was the James Bond. Thing it was the James Bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So, no, it's interesting. Fashion and comics, I never thought about that. Ditko, they always look like they fell out of the 1950s. They all had that, yeah. like, suit and tie advertising yeah. look. Well, I mean, you get stuck in... And then Romita because changes comics, to, like, the 70s hippie... The comics are yeah. kind of... They're, you know, you draw what you know yeah. because you're on a deadline. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to stop and look at fashion Fashion reference. magazines. So you tend to draw... Like, Here's a car I draw. It's cool. Yeah. And Superman's a farmer, so he always had, like, a flannel shirt yeah. and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, when we did... When we started the with the reboot with Burn... Man of Steel. That, yeah, Lois Lane was It was a big deal, good. and we used to look at, like, Vogue, and yeah. we tried to... She looked trendy. It, the funny thing was tried to make Clark Kent. Um, that was always, like... A, a fight because I couldn't control the color. Yeah, and we had an old school colorist. And the suits would be bright blue. I would try to draw something with like different because yeah, it's like Byrne would do that too. It's like okay, if Lois is going to be dressed, then he should also dress a little better. Yeah, compliment. And you try yeah. to draw something like maybe a tweed or yeah, something, yeah. and the colorist out. would make blue brown. Yeah, blue pants, blue blue jacket, as if it were a yeah. suit. Yeah, it's like well, he's got one costume; he doesn't need a no, second no, one. No, no, it always Superman always wore the same outfit. That <laughs> so, blue shirt. So, so it took white. a while to get them to to change stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I remember Batman in the seventies when Neil was there. You had him suddenly wearing turtlenecks and that James Bond yeah. look. Yeah. Well, like with Jimmy Olsen because he's a young character. Yeah, was I tried to times. make Jimmy look a little more hip, contemporary. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it also contrasts with the other people who are. It's like almost like when you'd go to Marvel versus going to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Marvel in the seventies, everybody was suit and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At DC, I mean at, at DC, DC they, they were suit and tie. tie. Marvel's Marvel t-shirt, would be like, jeans, yeah, it was all bell bottoms, bell bottom hippie looking yeah. guys. Yeah, you look at them. And girls. There's a picture I saw a couple weeks ago of Starlin, Al Weiss, Milgram, Engelhart. Oh, yeah. It looked like the back cover is the worst acid rock band you ever saw but they're all like long hair oh, yeah, and yeah. like hey man I'm like well, wow really this wild is pattern big... shirts yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Big wide big collars wide collars with yep. the big shoes I'm like okay the, the war protest rallies down the street boys <laughs> and I That's just funny. imagine them walking down the hallways and then you got like you know Stan over there with the white shirt I don't know if he wore a tie but he's more of a 50's guy or is he trying to be hip Stan was trying to be he hip he was trying to be hip yeah, with the yeah. kids yeah. maybe yeah he'd have the turtleneck oh did he yeah. And then what about like Vinnie Coletta? Hey, Vinnie with the gold chain with his tie. Yeah, Vinnie was a suit guy. Yeah. Oh, was he a suit yeah. guy? But it was like a well-tailored gangster suit. He wore a leisure suit when I saw him. So, oh, did he? Yeah. Everybody oh, with says, all the pockets. No way. And I'm like, yeah, those were in at leisure that time. Leisure suits were they like 
Lee Majors wore thing. leisure suits. They were big. I was a $6 million like, man. Absolutely. I thought that's how all men dressed. I was like, <laughs> my dad's not dressed like that. I mean, they're almost like a, it's almost like a safari jacket. It was, was yeah, that? with a lot yeah. of pockets yeah. everywhere. I don't know what you were supposed to put in those pockets. Well, now you can Coke, use them for spoon. your phones. Now, see, it was ahead of its time. I got to come up with a good story because people apparently like my my true, all but true stories about things I've done in my life and tell on this podcast. Like oh. I told about stealing the Christmas tree. Yeah, that was a big one. My mom burning the shirt. That's Catholic a good one. School. That was a good These one. These were all true stories, and I'm sitting there now. The clock, now the pressure's on because I got a couple emails. Well, I'll tell like, you one. Tell me a real life Jerry story. A real life story. My I'll mom. Think of one. She had a tavern. Yep. And owned this building. Yep. And it was in a block where all the buildings were. They weren't connected, but they were built next to. There was no space between them. Okay. So one year, it was a heavy rain spring. The company across the street bought the two buildings on the corner and tore them down in the, right and it was a big mess and in rain season spring rains my mom's house or the building had no siding because they didn't side it because it was another building right yeah, next to it yeah that makes sense so that exposed area got wet and for my entire i would say from like seventh sixth or seventh grade on we had bugs that was just cockroaches. They were like water bugs. Oh, like centipedes. No, they Absolutely. were they were like roaches, but they weren't as big. Oh, I don't know okay. if they were a different kind, but they were disgusting. And they would be in in this wet because the the siding everything got wet. Yeah. So uh, every time I dressed to go to school the bugs would be in your clothes I would have to shake I, I got into yeah. a habit of shaking yeah, yeah, everything absolutely. out yeah, before yeah. I put it on yeah absolutely yeah. and I was on the bus one oh, time no. and something came and out. I felt something crawling oh no and I knew what it was it and I was. had to because I didn't want to do it in front of people uh-huh. I had to squish it Ooh. while I was wearing it Ooh. and then I got a big welt oh god no <laughs> that's not funny that's sick it was sad. Are they those pincher bugs? Those like shiny bugs, like airwigs? No, these were kind of like a big. They were like almost a, like but a. But they're not a thousand lake centipede. Thing. No, no, they were like a roach, but they weren't roach. They were smaller. Really? But they were just they would. They but would, why did you get the well? It bit you as it died. I guess maybe whatever is squishing him, whatever oh, was in his body, like really? an alien with the acid or something. It's something that caused the well. But it was just really embarrassing to be on the bus All right. in the summer. There's a story. And having something crawling and then not wanting people to see it. Because it would be really horrifying. Again, this isn't always the best stories, but there is. So I was dating this girl. Are you going to try to top me with that? Oh, absolutely. This story, this girl, I was dating her and we broke up. And uh, we went out and she broke up with me and said... The reason why she didn't want to go off with me was because I was poor, which was true. And I thought that was really kind of rude. Crazy. But I was thinking at the point, I said, I could leave. No, wait. Yeah, this is the Well, no, they're going to go back up. The same girl, before she tells me I'm too poor. Was that this girl? You're, you're starting to sound like the guy in Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. Talking yeah. And, it's like, and then there was this girl. I really like that. You know how I like Mordran. <laughs> you know, because I like his... I remember thinking of Mark Rothko. Uh, no, so one day I go to this restaurant. Remember the Chart House? It was down yeah. by the water. Very yeah. expensive Fancy. seafood yes. restaurant. Yeah. I took this girl out to dinner. It wasn't this one. It was a different girl. And I was trying to impress her. And I didn't have much money. None like today where I you know, wipe my butt with $100 bills. So I take her out. And the menu comes. 
and I should have checked ahead of time oh, no. how much money I had. And this is before credit cards. Yes. I didn't have a credit card. So the menu comes, and she orders shrimp cocktail. And this is this the entree. I had enough money for the appetizers. Right. And she starts ordering stuff, and I'll have this, I'll have that. And I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm mentally calculating in my head right. how much money this is costing right. me. So when the meal comes, and she orders the meal, now at this point, I'm already in the red. There's no way in God's earth I can afford what we're having on the table. I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. So I excuse myself to go to the bathroom. <laughs> As I go to the bathroom, there was a pay phone. And it's by the front door. Now there's the entrance and exit, the pay phone, and the men's room. And I stood there. And I had a choice. Right. What I should do. <laughs> I could either Bolt. go out the door right. and leave her there, right. which I did consider. I could pick up the phone and call my friends and see if they can come down and give me some money. Or I can go in the bathroom and like pretend I'm sick. So I went in even though I don't know how that was going to help me. I chose the phone. I pick up the phone. I call up my friend Keith. I said, hey, I'm really in a bad situation. Is what I go. I'm with this girl. She's eating like a pig. She's real cute, but I don't have enough money. He's like, so what do you want me to do? I said, I need about 50 bucks. He goes, 50 bucks? I go, I need 50 bucks. He goes, all right, where are you? It's a chart house. What the hell did you take her there for? I go, I don't know. He goes, all right, I'll come down in a little bit. Well, hurry up. We already got the entree, man. She's going to want dessert, too. Girl, he's like a freaking Hoover vacuum cleaner. So anyway. So you're shifting the blame here. It's on her fault. <laughs> freaking girl. Where's the appetite of a bird? She had the appetite of a freaking pterodactyl. So I sit down. I'm sitting there. Now I'm nervous wrecked the whole time because I'm eating the food. Now the food's gone. Right. Now that the dessert comes. And now I'm stalling. Keith is not here at right. all. Right. What do you do now? The guy goes, oh, will there be anything else this evening? Or should I bring the check? Well, you might as well bring the check. Now I'm thinking, do I excuse myself again and head for the room and just leave her here? <laughs> that would be not chivalrous. Can I climb through the bathroom so window? So I'm sweating profusely. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm about to die of embarrassment. I don't know what to do. So she's there like, oh, where are we going next? I'm like, where are we going next? Oh, well, I don't know. Poorhouse, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what they made you do. You need a little place called the kitchen. Exactly. You wash them dishes, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, this is not going to be good. So out of nowhere, Keith shows up. He goes, hey, how are you, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And he goes, hey, how are you? We're talking. This is uh, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, man, don't I owe you some money? Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. What was it, like 50? No, oh, it was 60. 60? Oh, man. Good thing I showed up. Yeah, good thing I showed up. He had been there for like a good 40 uh, minutes. He, he had sat upstairs because oh, he watched me from up there and was dying laughing. That's he hilarious. said, every time you took another bite, I could see tears coming out of your eyes. So he paid the bill. So long story short is I ended up going out with that girl and we break up. And she's at uh, Bobby Valentine's, which was in Milford. She says, I can't go out with you anymore. Because you're poor. And I thought at this time, like, I should just get up and leave and let her try to find her own way home, saying, I'm so poor, but at least I got a ride home. But no, 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 no. So we go out, and she had this bottle. Remember Peachtree Schnapps? Mm-hmm. Peachtree Schnapps. It was peach-flavored liquor. Yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, it was. People would make fuzzy navels. Yes, correct. Yes, there was a big drink. Do you remember Smart Food? Well, Smart yeah. Food had just come out. And right. It was that cheesy popcorn. white popcorn, yeah. white cheddar popcorn. So... I was upset that she was breaking up with me. We go over to Keith's house, and I could begin to consume lots of this smart food because I thought it was tasty. Washing it down with 
a bottle of Peachtree Schnapps, which Excellent. was not good. So it's yeah. very high sugar. Yeah, yeah. So I'm unable to walk and drive, so I decided to stay there. She's there upset. Keith is like, thanks for coming over and ruining my night. So we're breaking up. I fall asleep on the floor. Now, I don't have my contact lenses in and my glasses on. So I wake up in the middle of the night, and I feel horrible. Now, all that smart food has to come back out. So her sister had just come back from the islands and brought her this beautiful wicker purse, like with the flowers all embroidered on it. I have to throw up. I could not see where the bathroom was because I was unfamiliar with the place. So I grab her purse, and I profusely vomit into the purse. Then at dawn's early light, I see the sun coming through, and I go, what is that disgusting smell of, like, cheesy popcorn? And then I realize it's my vomit soaked coming through a purse. So I immediately go over to the sink, and I turn the water on, thinking I'll wash it all out. Well, because of the, like, wicker lace of the thing... As I'm doing it, water's coming out the sides, kind of like a sprinkler. So I pick up the purse, and water's just gushing out, and chunks of vomit are falling out of it. And I go, oh. This is a restaurant. I don't care. So I go, I give up. So I just threw it in the corner. So noontime comes. She wakes up. I'm like, okay, I guess we're done. Go home. And she goes, do you have any idea why my purse is all wet? And I go, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I think I might have vomited or threw up in the whole thing. And I do remember the look on her face as she's looking into oh, the no. purse and then looks up at me and just the repulsive look on her Ooh, face asshole. was so disgusted. She just threw the purse back on the ground and we just drove home, never said another word to her. And on the way home to her house, Don Johnson was on singing, hang, hang up the phone, it's over, when he had a sit album. And that's the way it was. That's funny. 1986. That's funny. New Haven, Connecticut. And that's my story for the week. I'm sorry if it's not as entertaining as Steel and the Christmas Tree, but now that I've had I have, to I have another one to gain sympathy. Okay, go ahead. I had a neighbor All right. who bought a boat. Mm-hmm. And he had the boat in, like, docked, like, downtown. This is in Connecticut? Milwaukee. No, oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And he'd been bugging me because I'm an artist and you get asked to do stuff that you do not want to do. But because my mom forced the issue, I had to paint. I was supposed to paint the boat, the name on the boat for him. So I kept putting it off, putting it off. Finally, I had to do it, right? Well, I forgot what I had to do. I bought the paint. I forgot I had to do it. I go out with my friends on a Friday night and we drank way too much. I mean, really to the point of being dehydrated drinking too much stay out go to breakfast at four in the morning come home and then i had to get up if my mom wakes me up you're supposed to go paint, paint the boat. boat yeah she wakes me up at like nine it's the middle of summer i get up and i'm feeling still drunk mm, yeah. but i'm also feeling tingly i didn't realize i was dehydrated oh okay so I go to this guy's, I have to drive down, got my little can of paint, got the, and I'm freehand, right, painting the name yeah, of this yeah, yeah. boat. Well, the boat's in the water. Right. And I had to stand on the little back ledge that's going up and down as oh, the water. No. And I'm painting. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I could, and my face started going numb. I didn't realize what dehydration was, really, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in this hot sun, right? Yeah. And I'm painting this, and I'm like, I felt like I was going to pass out. At one point, the guy says... You don't look too good. Why don't you take a break? And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to finish this. And I, I did it. I did a good job. I got into, into the boat. And he goes, do you want to go out on the water? And I'm like, 
no thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah, says, yeah. here, and he gave me like a couple of sodas. Yeah, yeah. And I pounded the sodas down. And the sugar. And I felt a little better. Yeah. But I'd never experienced dehydration. Right. right, right my right. nose started getting numb. Ooh, it was tingly. God. I, I was that. getting all tingly. Yeah. And I felt like I was in, in like a spacey kind of yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just remember that having to paint this thing standing on a rocking little platform at the back of the boat as you're trying to paint very yeah, yeah, yeah. you know freehand Careful. lettering yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know right, right. I wasn't using a stencil it was like freehand yeah, yeah. oh my god that was the worst thing and it's just a lesson that you should never forget your commitments <laughs> I for, totally forgot it I wouldn't have probably not stayed out till like 5 in the morning and, and you know alright last story we're going to top that one in Miami I'm at my first job, USI. I'm driving the car, the rental car. George Genacopoulos is next to me, my, my friend George. Dave Palastri's in the back. Dick Rice, representative from 3M Corporation, is in the back seat too. Dick is beyond drunk and throwing up. Well, he will throw up eventually. We had gone out to the bars. We're down in Key Biscayne. We're having all this, like, you know, convention fun. As we're driving, we're going back to the hotel. Now, Dick... Rice, that's his name, Dick Rice. He's not feeling well. So he's like, so he starts leaning towards Pilastri, and Pilastri's like, no, Dick, lean the other way, lean the other way. (laughs) And they go, open the window. And that's when power windows Uh, were uh, still new. So they go, Mitch, (laughs) open the window for Dick. I said, okay, so I'm driving. So I lower the window down, and we're on the highway, Uh, you know? So, you know, wind's gushing in and stuff like that. They're like, come on, Dick, out the window. Come on, not on air, right? Okay. So, unbeknownst to me and everybody else, because we're just trying to get out of there, Dick accidentally closes the window, so the window comes Uh, back up. So then he turns and begins to vomit, uh, and he vomits all on the inside Uh, of the car, on the glass, all over himself, and he's sitting in the back, a grown man from the 3N Corporation, covered in vomit, and that was it. And then when we got back to... As a driver, you're supposed to pull over... Yeah, well, I wasn't his friend. So anyway, <laughs> as we get back to the hotel, George says, well, new guy, meaning me, you've got to clean all that up before we bring the car back to the rental place. I go, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, no, I, I am not cleaning that up. So poor Dick Rice is covered in vomit, passed out. I throw him in a golf cart because they had golf carts at the hotel. And I just drove him over to where he was supposed to be and I kind of rolled them out and just left them on the front lawn and then I drove the golf cart back and uh, drove the car right into the ocean no, to I wash had, it out no, <laughs> no. that was the, the worst job I ever had it's crazy Yeah, but speaking of walking to the glass it doesn't end there Scottsdale, Arizona, 2006 we're all out there with the software company I did, everyone's trashing the CEO's room our chief technology officer, CTO, a guy named Marshall, walks outside. There's sliding glass doors. Everyone's drunk as a skunk. I took his shoes and I threw them outside. I go, go find your shoes, Marshall. And he goes out in the dark. And there's rattlesnakes and shit out there. We're in the middle of the desert. I close the sliding door. He comes running back oh, no. and uh, into the sliding door and knocks himself out uh, on the ground. Almost splits his head open. Uh, and that's the way it is. 2006. Don't hang out with Mitch. He's a jerk. Next time, kiddies, we'll talk about my trip to Chicago and how I got thrown out of the House of Blues for taking a fire extinguisher and smashing someone's drum set. But that's another episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast brought to you by... (laughs) 
pop culture, culture pop soda, wild <laughs> berries, basil, lime, yeah. and vinegar. No, it doesn't have vinegar. And candlewood market and coffee. Candlewood. And there you go. And that's it, Jerry. <laughs> real coffee for real people. That's right. Because I am a real people. <laughs> I suppose. I have nothing. I'm sorry if the story's worth this. It is. It is. It is what it is. So it's free entertainment. You don't have to listen to this, right? You can hang up. Probably, but then they, people, <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not. Gotten this far. Welcome to vomit. <laughs> This week in vomit. Oh wait, here's. Uh, oh, it's an hour and thirty-eight minutes. Those have been pop- what? Quickly, we have, quickly. Jerry has Speaking something. Speaking of that. Speaking of vomit. A week ago, not this last Sunday, but a week ago. Yeah. Before this last Sunday. Yeah. The HBO shows, the Mighty Gemstones. Yes. And the one that's on after it, like somebody Euphoria? somewhere. No, it's like a new one. Somebody somewhere or whatever. It's a comedy. Okay. But anyways, both those shows featured profuse and. Vomit? Vomiting. Oh, my okay. God. But then, suicide, uh, not suicide, the Peacemaker. Yeah. There was a similar thing with, the remember, the one character and then the other character kind of trying to hold it back? I'm pretty sure it was in Peacemaker. I think of uh, Stand By Me. It was just weird. It was like that ass, type of thing, though, somebody, somebody, you know, does it. Vomit was all over the show. Yeah, it, yeah, and like, they all start to oh do God, it. Yeah, that's know? like yeah. Lardass in um, Stand By Me. One of the greatest scenes of vomit ever. Because well, it involved pie, pie, pie. Oh, blueberry pie! Yeah, he got his revenge on everybody. It's a great scene. Yeah, Stephen told King. by Will Wheaton, no but less. In the, in the yeah. Stephen King short story. In the Stephen so King, really it's really good. Yeah. Yes, I've read that. That's in the Different Seasons book, yep. which has four stories: the body, at pupil, uh, the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, and Rita Hayworth. Hayworth. Yeah, yeah. And there's one other one that I can't Not think the of. Mist. That wasn't in that one, was it? No, it wasn't the Mist. Wait, the body, the at pupil. Shawshank Redemption and Rita Hayworth and then there's one more they made into a movie which was Langoliers? No. They all have place in different parts of the season. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, one of them was summer. The body was in the fall or the end of summer. Shawshank Redemption took mostly Christmas time. At Pupil took place in the springtime. That's not a good story at all. And then there's one more that they made it from the different seasons. So somebody listening to right now is probably screaming at the radio. They can do that. I know, but I can't remember what it was. They made them all. I know they've all been made. And if you win this that week's contest... That pupil was horrible with Ian McKellen. If you win this week's contest... You'll get... what? Well, okay, yeah. If you're listening to the end of this, what do you want? In front of you and make you... I will give you an autograph... Uh, bag. Captain Terrificon picture. <laughs> That's it. Say goodnight, Jerry. Goodnight, Jerry.